Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Sush and Bush, a Caribbean podcast on Caribbean happenings, overall mix of and blend blend with a queer twist. With a queer twist. I hope y'all are ready. Not me, Aki and Selfish, and I made festival today for this recording, so I am really excited. As always, I'm excited every episode. I feel like, but it's okay. Um, I'm supposed to be, but I'm really excited for the festival part. Yeah, Aren't you? Tell, tell, tell them how you made the festival today. So them. I added. <laughs> How'd you do that? I added water to uh-huh. Grace's festival mix, though, uh-huh. that they already yeah. have. Mm-hmm. That the instruction says just add water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I add the little water, then we need the little flour, and then we left it for 15 minutes. We want like a damp cloth pan it, and then I'm just deep fried and be nice. We deep fried in avocado oil because I'm healthy. Avocado oil is expensive, bitch. It is very Ain't expensive. Ain't nobody got money for avocado oil right now. Especially not to deep fry. Exactly. Uh, avocado oil like... is for a nice little, let me fry up this egg real quick. Not no, let me go <laughs> cook this chicken. Although, girl. Um, homegirl over at Stovetop Kisses has mm-hmm. um, this recommendation for the girls where if you fry your chicken in the butter flavored Crisco, it tastes nice. Ooh. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, no one try I, it. You, you should. I, I, I've all, I too have heard that. It's also on TV. On oh! a show that got cancelled. Uh, but On a movie that got cancelled. But I'm not sure if we... The help. <laughs> the help. I didn't know that the help got cancelled. The help got cancelled. Viola Davis said she, re- she doesn't love... That she didn't love that she played that role. Okay. Um and and some other pieces. And then it's saying that they further the the white savior complex of the woman writer. You yeah. know her? Yeah, so all that stuff. But I'm anywho, um Sushan Bush, y'all <laughs> for today. Sushan Bush is for anybody who can pack a good, good burial. Okay. One nice burial. Now, yes, I agree. Yes. That is who Sushan Bush is. Sushan Bush is for this person. This person particularly is my neighbor across the street. Now, here's why I, okay, I I was being a little creepy. um, And I was looking out my window, as every good queer granny does, right? Like, 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 like the the window is an essential spot in the house, which is why every good queer granny has the front room, because how else are you supposed to know what's going on in the street if you don't that have the front room? actually so true. Right. So I'm in the front room, and I'm looking out my window, and I see one big old dirty truck in the street. And I said, okay, what is going on over here? And I look mm-hmm. outside, and I see them packing a barrel. Mm-hmm. Now... I may or may not have taken a few pictures, because I was fascinated... Um, because really? I think fascinated, <laughs> um, because packing a barrel and so, like, it's so important. It's essential. We've spoken about the barrel. Child. What episode was it? The politics of the barrel uh, girl. Season, season two, episode four. Yes, exactly. Which wasn't all entirely about the physical barrel. Like it was more so about, but we know, touched on it, but we touched on mm-hmm. it. It's and, important. Like, it, it is so important Essential, because yes. if I am saying social bush is for somebody who can pack a barrel, mm. technically social bush is not for me because me no know if you pack one good good barrel. Ooh. I sent a barrel, me never did sell my barrel, but like I helped pack a barrel 
to my grandmother um uh sometime last year yeah I mean, when i told that grandma called me and said kadim the barrel pat nice but you could have been put holy first things more in there right I mean, okay. I say, you're not wrong you're not wrong but grandma would you have preferred rice mixing with the irish spring that you Screaming. know that, like you know see so you can't put the soap on the rice or the anything else because like the the flavor seeps into the rice yeah so like the are, nice and clean, you know yeah there are well no child there are certain <laughs> rules there are rules right. to the bar that i think i abided by but grandma said mm-hmm. could have been put one holy more things in there right because you say that it's not about you, girl, but it is. Because my earliest memory of the barrel packing is being told to climb on top because I was young and to sit and force my weight down girl. so that they could close the barrel. And that's what I saw Homeboy doing, uh, you know, the, the other day. Climbing on top of the barrel, forcing his weight down, and then they're clicking it and all those things. So here's a proposal that I have for the girls out there. If mm-hmm. any of you anthropologists or you sociologists, you know, want to start studying barrels, girl, mm-hmm. uh, I suggest you stand outside a fine fair around the corner from my yard and you just wait for people to buy a barrel. And then you mm-hmm. follow them and you go, hey, I know this is weird, but you should talk to me about what's going in that barrel, where it's going, and like, I'm going to study that shit. That would be a very long ass anthropological study. A very long. Knows yeah. That when you buy the barrel, you're not packing up the barrel for it to be sent next week. You're just right. slowly, you're, you're slowly putting your things in there. The little can before you can't get to the dollar store within the past seal. Right. Like, like, like that should takes months. A long that, time. Actually, I need to go buy a barrel for Christmas. That's what. Now. Listen, that is how Patsy fucked up. Patsy did not start <laughs> buying up little things and putting them down in the living room before she Ooh. bought the barrel. She bought the barrel first. And then she said, hmm, I should fill this, shouldn't I? She fucked up. Anybody who's been packing a good barrel girl knows that for months on end, you all are these cans and shit is just sitting in the living room and they can't go anywhere because the, the intention is for the barrel to be packed. And uh, you barrel nobody is. Right. And that's also when <laughs> all your shit goes missing. But um, listen. that's but for listen. another thing here or there. That is, and I, I, I just want to say that, like, the, the, this barrel piece just came from somebody who was, like, doing a TikTok of how they pack a barrel. Yeah. And, like, I just feel like Twitter, collect- Caribbean Twitter collectively agreed that that was just the wrong way of, of packing that barrel. She haphazardly threw that shit in there. But also, grace can be extended to the girls because all we were doing was sitting on top of it. So who are we to say? Honestly, okay. I mean, the barrel whoever, whoever did that should just listen to the podcast and can learn a bit. I'm just saying. This is a plug. Listen to us. Please. Send us money, too. Yeah. Actually, hire us to pack your barrel. I'm... I will pack your barrel for okay. you. I'm glad. Because this, <laughs> this we pronoun business, <laughs> it wasn't working out, girl. It really wasn't working out. Oh, oh. God, girl. But I think it's time... For yes. us to go to what was the ghetto ass recap. <laughs> now I uh, I personally love the ghetto ass recap. Truly, you know, because yeah. I think it's great, it's useful. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily on brand. 
it was not on brand. So y'all, we for the since the episode, since the season started, we've been giving y'all up to date shit, recapping our thoughts and all of the stuff that y'all need to hear. Yeah, don't get used but, to it. Don't get used to it because sometimes I know in within two weeks I know whole news happened. Right. But uh when that does happen, we've launched this new segment called Capital Sus. Yeah. And for all y'all who know sus means gossip. <laughs> um but I in our capital like... sus section. Get a recap. Yeah. Um, like capital sus. Uh and we can disagree. And you can be wrong, and that's fine. Um, but we already talked about the little barrel girl. Um, yes, yes. We'll yes. share it on Twitter one of these good days, so you know y'all can see the little yes. situations going on. But girl, girl, October has begun. The witchiness that the girls claim to not have felt all the other times around. Girl. Everybody's a witch this season, but okay, go <laughs> on. Uh, we are just coming off of a new full moon, and a bitch could not sleep all night. Um, and, you know, it's fine. It's fine it that I fine. could not sleep all night, because you know what news we got, girl? Miss Miss Trump Ms. got corona. <laughs> Miss Trump got corona, y'all. Y'all. Miss Melanie got corona. No. I'm if y'all know the of the politics. <laughs> if y'all know our politics, y'all know that we believe. So whoever did what the magic he finally reach. Who's whoever did I walk the magic he reach? I'm happy for that. Now, I'm actually very elated. There are the girls who are out here saying that it's not true. And I also might be inclined to believe that because is it a mm-hmm. hoax? I mean, like, the. Is, is Corona a hoax? Is that what you're asking? No, well, I'm not asking if Corona's a hoax. The nigga over there said that Corona was a hoax. Well, I ain't say that. Mm-hmm. I ain't say that. But. If he says that Corona is a hoax, is he not using the reverse of a hoax to say that he has it to hoax us? <laughs> is girl. he hoaxing us, girl? Is that girl, what I, I I just believe in the power of Hobia and and Hoodoo, um, and all of the other ones. Uh, that I just think that the girls were really saying it was Trump's turn. The girls were at their their full their full powers. Uh, on this full moon, and they did what they had to do. And I applaud them for it. I mean, and then to that? top it all off, mm-hmm, yeah. Miss Good Girl Jabuki with, with our little prayer. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Before we move into Jabuki's prayer, mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who listens to this podcast, if for some reason there is a degree of separation between you and Jabuki, forward him this podcast. Number one, two, tell him that we would love to have him. Uh, and three, tell them that I would love to have him. Thank you. Four, tell him that I want to have him right now. Bitch, we're not sharing. Just, just a second. No. That's fine, sweetie. Ooh. Okay. That's fine. Okay. They're, they're, that's fine. We'll figure it out. Right. We'll figure it out. Right. Well, um, listen, I make my festival from scratch. Um, so, I do, I do, I make it from scratch, so, if you want to sample my hand, instead of Grey's hand, 
you know where to find me. Okay, well, my or star was great, but it's fine. So what is the name of Prayer Girl? Mm-hmm. Good Girl Jubuki was like, honestly, I just want to say that this prayer just took me back uh, mm. to every single time I've been at church and I told the pastor that I wanted to get saved. Yeah, and yeah. he brought all the church sisters to put their hand on my the head. The prior warriors. The, 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 the prior warriors. Yeah. Yes. The evangelists. They put their hand on my head. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name, oh, Lord. Take this picnic of yours mm-hmm. off the earth, oh, Father, Lord. Make the virus chaka chaka him up from lungs. Oh, God, first of all, Jabuki. Right, okay, like. That chaka chaka up him lungs. That, you know, like, I, but, like. Not that we okay. Translation does not always work well, um, and I believe that this was something that started in English and then was translated to patwa. Uh, but I believe that chaka chaka is a state of being, not a process <laughs> or a verb, girl. Like I agree, chaka chaka describes is a, like it describes something that is like it is a like, oh, not, so chaka chaka. It's 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 an adjective. Yeah. And uh, he's using it as a verb here. So that's a no-no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the power of the Lord, I guess. Um, yeah. But basically, his prayer ends and says, Dear Father God, yes, God, blessings, God. We set up prayers and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what I loved about this prayer. Mm-hmm. One, the girls will say, Oh, Father God, yes, God, give us your power and blessings. Ask for the one ask, and then go back to, Oh, Father God, yes, yeah, give us them. It was a good prior from, like, its structure. This like, is a typical, uh, when you first get saved, and the teacher, mm-hmm. first you begin with, 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 with reverence, mm-hmm. right? And then you begin with, um... The, the manifestation of God's power in your life. And then you say, but I am only a humble servant on this earth who, if it was not for you, oh God, I would be nothing. And because mm. I am nothing, I come before you as nothing. Bend it on my knee, oh God. And I am asking you in this moment, Jesus, that you, if you might destroy it on me this morning, oh God, that I can have Girl. the thing that I want right now in this moment, Jesus. And that is me asking of you, oh God, to kill him right not now, my God. Yes. Every, every single you're, you're not wrong. sentence, and then once he makes it ask in and in prayer and humility, we ask you all things in the mighty name of Jesus, and mm-hmm. the oath and with and as you and as you taught us to say, our Father who art in heaven, and then the entire oh, church joins in the father prayer. Right. Um, right, so what we should be reading into Jabuki's prayer is the, the, the call for the entire church behind him to join the Lord's prayer to encapsulate the prayer. In That's what we're missing. And we then we say him in. Yeah, yeah honestly, Jabuki's prayer was great. It was amazing. It Love was it. what we needed. A true um, diasporic feat for the children. A true diasporic feat for the children. I, yeah. So, so again, y'all, if y'all know Jabuki, just send him my way. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I see that we're getting ready to fight for this entire episode, but it's okay. Um yeah. now before we move forward, my last thing that I want to share with y'all, um, mm-hmm. because 
as a, a gay. <gasps> um, I know. Um, and as a gay Caribbean, uh, Caribbean, if you will, um, <laughs> with a platform, if this is a platform. It is. Um, it is. I just want to tell y'all that um, Jamaican restaurants stress me the fuck out. Now, yeah. my mother said that she wanted some gungu pea soup. Mm-hmm. And there's this one restaurant <clears throat> around the corner from my house that I won't call the name. Um, but if you remember the one Disney Channel movie with the Jamaicans and the bobsledding girl. Sebastian? Oh, no. sorry. I thought you were talking about Under the Sea guy. He was Jamaican. <laughs> oh, cool running. Yeah. <laughs> the restaurant's yeah. Yes. You are you are you are <laughs> not okay. You, I ain't called the name, but <clears throat> if you put two and two together, <laughs> so I go and because it's COVID time, uh, they open up the kitchen and the kitchen is where you go to go pick up the order where you place ahead of time. So I place my order ahead of time. I reach there. I go into the kitchen and I see my bag on a shelf. <clears throat> I have my name written on it. And I said, okay. But because I is a proper lady, I say, well, someone has to hand me this bag because I can't touch the bag. I, you know, pose, you need the... That's thiefing, you know? Mm-hmm. I am not that bright. I'm not that bold. I'm not that feisty. So I shout into the kitchen and I say, um, hello, uh, big man. I am here to... <laughs> big man. Did not call big man. Uh, I'm like, hi, I'm, excuse me, <laughs> I'm here to pick up this bag. And he's like, do you see your name on it? I'm like, yeah. Is it okay? So then take it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I'm, I, I'm now in the kitchen as if I'm getting ready to also go chop up the stew peas um, alongside them and roll dumpling for them, for the, you know. And mm-hmm. I get my bag off the shelf. And something happens, and it relates in me just dropping the bag on the floor. I drop, oh. I fuck up the entire order. The okay. entire order, like I, I, I fucked it up. Um, and in trying to rectify this issue, um, I spill hot pea soup all over my hand. Oh no, Miss Thing! And my shoes. I'm covered in hot pea soup. Oh no. Um, and everyone just looks at me and they begin to laugh. Now. Oh no. Now, 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 now. I knew ahead of time, I knew before time that this was going to be some shit. I didn't know that it was going to be this type of shit because now I'm burned. Um, and they're just looking at me um, with disdain and disgust in her eyes, like, fucking idiot. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm sorry. What do you want from me? So he gives me the new soup, but I'm hiding in the corner. And what does he call me? He calls me Biggs. Now, I... Wait, what? He calls me Biggs. That's what he How? calls me. He calls me Biggs. He said, y'all Biggs. <laughs> and he hands me the soup. And I walk away. Now, oh my 
Korean Not that pressed. <laughs> I'm not that pressed. Girl. However, whatever level of Jamaican ingenuity that it thinks we have as a people, we actually don't. We're actually just very disrespectful as a people. <laughs> and I would like to call a council meeting of the restauranteurs <laughs> to ask them how they can do better to serve the community. Because this is not okay. Girl, I the nickname, I, the nickname based like, on appearing. It like if it wasn't for the fact that I am solid in my fat bitchness, mm-hmm. um, and rather solid also, but my ass cushy though. Um, that I would take offense to this, but like I think that it, it's an issue with Jamaican men where they believe that they can kind of with like a, a boldness just assign something to you and go well this is what you look like to me and somehow it's, it's supposed to be cute mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is that what power mm-hmm. is that what yeah. access do you think you have because you don't yeah so, so what's that about hmm? i'm confused girl, the girls be making the nicknames off of uh, all the things child and often like the amount of bigs i know the amount of blocker i know the amount of girl, it, girl, it, it, I would have taken that. I'm dog, take a girl. yeah, <laughs> but also that's my father's nickname. I'm screaming, I'm, I'm screaming. I every dark skinned older man, it's called every dark skinned older man. His name is Blacker. Like, I just oh god, my my one of my cousins has a disability, and they literally named a nickname off of uh his disability, and I'm like. Great. Yeah. This is what we do. This yeah. is this is this is literally what we do. This is literally what we do. And with with with, with, with such comfortability and conviction. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, yeah, that's that yeah, that's your actual actually I checked your birth certificate. I made it myself. You know, it is in Listen, I have and still maintain that Chichiman is one of the most inventive uh derogatory terms that Jamaicans have come up with to date. It's amazing. It's really it's great. great. Yeah. If it's y'all want to know what Chichi Man means, go back to episode three, right. I think, of season one. Because we're not giving answers yeah. no more. Y'all gotta go search <laughs> in the catalog, girl. Search in the catalog for the answer. Check the archives. And you'll thing. find it, bitch. Oh, God. All right. Let's wow. go. Let's do this. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got, got this out the way. But I will say, I mean, you know, we'll revisit it and, like, see how we feel about it. But, like, I just feel like Capital Sus doesn't have the range to to capture this this ghetto-ass mess. I, I That's what this is. It's mess. <laughs> I... I'm I'm married to the term capital sus. Yeah. Um. When I was younger, one of my close friends and I we made like a, a website called Capital Sus. So we we're gonna talk about like gossip at our school. Yeah. Um. So that it has ring true to this day that it's about gossip, mm. and it was a nice name at the time, and it is a nice name now. But we'll revisit it season eight. Okay. We will. We will. <laughs> we will. We will. Um, but I'm excited for today, girl. So let's do it. It's time for the something for Niam, y'all. Now, yes. 
as we be begin sort of like the formal content part of the episode, uh, I just want to let the girls know that today we are going right into the thick of it. Like, jump, like, we're... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To say that it is nothing more than an extremely intimate deep dive into the ways that violence touches our community, impacts us as Caribbean people, um, and sort of like maps out a, a sort of like mode of thinking or trajectory for those who have been touched by this form of violence, uh, we would be remiss to sort of like let you know now. So if the girls have enjoyed the episode until then, Enjoy the episode and come join us in a week from now. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you are are ready to sort of like sit in feeling thought and emotion, uh, then join us. Join uh, us for the next. I'm gonna say hour, but you know how we do over here. It's an hour. Um, we don't it's an know. hour. We're gonna make it happen. So the something for them today is coming. Um. From this really nice, she nice, really nice um poet, right? It's coming from a really nice poet. Um, and our name is uh Station Chino. Um, and for the first time forever, I get to say yes, my my good girl Station is who I'm going to be reading from. I'm not as powerful as she is, so I'm not going to be able to deliver this poem with the power that she uh, will give you. So don't Very come here expecting for power tonight, girl. Okay, I'm 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 just trying to give you a little reading. Um, mm. and <clears throat> as always, our our Sumphinam section really always uh, our Sumphinam section really offers us a framework for the beginning. Um, of our episode, and I'm going to be reading uh, Take Back the Night, uh, the second half of her her poem, um, and it, it's coming from the book that she released recently, uh, Crossfire, A Litany for Survival by Stacyon Chin. Okay. Wonderful. Now that I see I am far from being spent, now that I know that this mouth is only a beginning, a low moan, a groan breaking sound and barrier, skin and glass, I am finally able to see through me. I am only a place to let the light in. The dark ain't got nothing on this bitch. Which that I am, I can see you coming, motherfuckers. I recognize you. And you will never be able to silence my daughter. She will know that whatever you do to her is nothing to what we intend to do to you. In return, she will climb these hills of impossible memories. She will see you coming. You will not be unfamiliar. We will speak of you. We will belch your bile and bulbous from our mouths. We will talk as if you are only breath. The end of your reign is certain. We will break your violent cycle. We have already found our voice. Be advised we are now marching. We are women roaring. Consider yourself notified of our intent to take back the night. Mm. Um, and I think I was introduced to, to take back the night. Wow, time. Uh, seven years ago, if not more. 
Um, and I'm like, what is this take back the night thing that that is? Is, mm-hmm. is going on here? I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Um, and I, I, I think what Take Back the Night does for uh, survivors is it sort of like calls to something inside of them to go, this space is also for you, won't you come? Um, mm-hmm. And what I really love about this last stanza of her poem, uh, the end of your reign is certain. Mm-hmm we will break your violent cycle. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the two lines that I'm really holding on to as we enter this conversation that even as uh, sexual violence feels like something that is continually visited upon um, people everywhere, uh, but then also in our context in Caribbean households themselves, mm-hmm. um, there's some comfort in the certainty of this end um, and then also a call to action to break a, a silence of violence. And, and with that, uh, we have an amazing person with us mm-hmm. who is also here to sort of like share with us so deeply um, and, and, and beautifully and to also be the first, aside from me, <laughs> Tringe American on this episode. <laughs> Girl, yes, yeah, 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 we, 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 we have to introduce her, but before we even do the of introduction, the, the introduction, Lord Jesus, okay, I'm excited, Nala. <laughs> Who do you rep more? Trinidad and Tobago? <gasps> Jamaica. No, Why will you even try question. to do something like that? <laughs> what? You are fucking it. You're starting shit and the podcast just started. Okay. <laughs> well, are you going to answer the question? Miss Silent. <laughs> Silent. We'll figure this out based on our conversation, Miss Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. But y'all, as, as Robert said, I am really excited. Uh, Nala is an amazing human, amazing friend, and an advocate, an organizer, an influencer um, with back with a background in grassroots organizing, activism, community building. I has worked on so many different initiatives, both in like the political sector, in the public sector. Um, advocating for women and girls, TGNC folks across across New York City and, quite frankly, the world. And we're going to get into that part in a bit because I'm really excited. Um, and is currently a, uh, a TGNC advocacy coordinator at Callan Lord Community Health Center, which we all know in New York City is really the community center for the girls, y'all. Um, but without further ado, I, I do, without further ADO, um, <laughs> We shall introduce and speak with Nala Simone Toussaint. Hey, girl. Yes. Yo, when I say y'all the only one that says my name right, yo. Oh, my God. That is, um. <laughs> that's a politic already, child. That's. When I say. How do they say it? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Toussaint. 
Um, bitch, it's too small. Like, come on. Wow. They honestly, I I think you need to either start hanging up or walking away. (laughs) Who's that? Yo, and I say like, oh my god, the way I have my name butchered sometimes, even Nala, like, yo, they'd be like, Ni- Nila, Nila, I'm like, it's only four letters, my god. You know, <laughs> like, we'll back and come again, thanks. Come again. Um, wait, 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 before we even get started, let me just say, when I heard Aki and Selfish, when I say I get oh so excited, oh my goodness, but I was so disappointed with the festival mix. What I, and just adding water? What do you mean? You just add water? Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. First of all, water. first of all, y'all coming for me, and mean? I just want to say, I proudly currently I'm not at the the part of my journey where I can make festival from scratch. Let me tell you, no. when you make a festival, you have to make make it from scratch. You know, you get all of the ingredients. You it's know. literally just sugar and flour, bitch. <laughs> Well, no, it needs be a kid put a feed for rice. Okay, okay, I guess I do know, but like, I don't want to. I just wanted to add water tonight, so I did. Listen, okay. I hear where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> I too, many, 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 many years ago, uh, tickled myself to go get some codfish fritters mix from Grace. <gasps> okay, that's, I would never it go It needed there, to though. be doctored too much. I had to do too much to it for it to be tasty. So, absolutely, actually, the answer is no. Actually, um, girl, but festival and codfish fritters are just like so two wait, very different. So, when you things. eat your Akiyan salad, what do you make? You make boil provision? Or, or, like you have your, what, what, you, what you make? Normally, I normally I do like, it depends. So, like if I'm with family and, you know, we get like a roast breadfruit, then we fry some breadfruit. Mm. But otherwise, like it would be some like ground provisions like a dumpling and, yeah. and banana and yam. But today, I was feeling frisky and I was just like, I want a festival. And I saw it at the supermarket. I'm like, I, I want it. And I got it. Was it good at me? Was it good? It was. If I me make it, it nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> because me, let me tell you something. You see the food? Yes. It did nice. It is me, nice. it did sh- <laughs> Let me tell you something. I mean, it nice. If, it if Kadim take up Kadim himself and say Kadim, I'm going to go and shop. We're nah. going to buy something. We're going to cook. Not a whole heap, bitch. You cook for me <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> I can attest to this food slapping. Okay. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No. I'm going to have to try your food now. Girl, you do. Yeah. You do. I, you must. I'm going to... We're gonna do like a, I'm gonna give you like a care package. Don't you worry, Miss Day. Yes. Christmas are come. Mister Christmas, what because what is it? What, what happened to Thanksgiving? What, what, what happened to that? That's oh, that's long. true. That's, that's true. true. That's that's early. Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is a big it, one. It, for it's us, too right? early because like yeah. if me want if me want bake some cake, go to me. If you start soaking it all in so November. Wait, 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 wait. You make fruit cake? I I I do. I, I mean, I, I, I you, did you as a child, you and I'm with, going to prune? make it more. Will you make it with prune or without prune? Child, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 whatever it is, it's just going to be soaked in some rare nephew. That's the part that I care rare about. Oh, see, my mom have a secret when I got shared it down this line. Mm. Red label wine? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Go. If you are red label wine, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. But here's the thing, though. Every Jamaican claims that like their secret is red label wine, but everybody uses red label wine. So what is the tea? Honestly, we just know that like. I feel like it gets a little bit more intense when we are in the diaspora, the diaspora because like I can walk to any store and see Ray and Nephew, but I don't yeah. walk to any store and see Red Label Wine. It's true. Like, I feel like that's why it makes it more of a secret because the secret isn't actually the ingredient, but where you got the ingredient yeah, from. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't mean I think. Yeah. But yeah, the cherries from the Manicherry wine, all of that, all of that, all of that. Oh, of course, <laughs> even, even from your vanilla essence. Right, you can't just mm. get any type of vanilla, you know. Man. Yeah, I agree. You can't just get any. You can't get any pam pam vanilla. Okay, but here's I my agree. thing. Oh, okay, listen. I went to the Korean shop around the corner from my house, and I pick up some vanilla. Recently, now mm-hmm. my grandmother swears by this vanilla. I bring this vanilla home because you know I like to bake. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it and I said, "All right, grandma." I know you like it, but this vanilla here, it not gonna work. Now, is she hurt, pressed, and offended? <laughs> Most likely, but like, I think there is a sort of like resistance that I see in the making of black cake and in the making of sarong mm-hmm. that inherently needs to sort of like it has to resist some sort of like infringement of the ingredients that we find here. Uh, in the states to be able to make it, the like the not even sort of sort of like the authentic nature of it, but but more so like the molecular makeup <laughs> of these things oh, requires us to have um, mm-hmm. some transnational doing? ingredients. <laughs> I'm screaming, girl. I'm screaming too. <laughs> Listen. Uh, you're not wrong. What word you did use again? Say it again. Say it again. Molecular ah! makeup for the transnational ingredients. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and that's on what? Caribbean. <laughs> that's on what? <laughs> Caribbeanly. Um, um, and speaking of this Caribbean. Can you pause? N- Nala's uh, thing looks looks low it looks low let me see if i could turn it up hold on let's see how about now how about now yeah no. you get to good now yeah. okay good good, good, good all right good. nice 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 all right okay um all right hold on in. i'm gonna make a note to up her volume <laughs> before because two minutes in my ears don't work too good now again all right, we have to make sure you're gonna hear me. I know what's the truth, the two on the book book in my ears. The volume is high in my ear, okay? high for you? You know what? No, 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 but the word you had to use earlier, chaka chaka. Me never hear chaka chaka in a long time, yo. I'm sorry. We said Jesus Christ. Did you see that um that YouTube video, Rapunzel? You used to watch some video yeah. of the Right. Yes. <laughs> Rapunzel. I love Rapunzel. Rapunzel. The chaka chaka head pit me. Listen. What was that play called? Bada bada. Bada bada. What was the play called again? Passa passa. Passa passa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Passa passa. Passa passa was a thing. No. Listen. Nobody could have talked to me about Passa passa. Listen. I do think of the best play ever. 
was class of 73. Well, no, I never see that one. Oh, it's on YouTube, girl. It's so good. It is so, like, literally, it, like, politically, it's great because it, it, it gives a critique of Jamaica's education system. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, but, like, it's funny as fuck. I just, I can't. I, I love it. Um, I, yeah. So, <laughs> clearly, today, we, um, we're just going <laughs> to go through cycles of, wow, this shit's really deep, and then going right back to Cacklin, and I'm here for it, and I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Because also, this is life. So if you have a problem with it, <laughs> go to therapy. This is it. This um, is it. We <laughs> want to know how you identify Caribbeanly. Although, like, I, you know, let the cat out the bag with my... <laughs> I know. Like, with the excitement. Right. I, really, I mean, I'll expose myself again. But tell me, how yeah. do you identify Caribbeanly? Yes, I am a Afro-Caribbean uh, girl with two amazing uh, Caribbean people, right? My mom is from Jamaica, St. Catherine Browns Hall. And mm. my father, who recently passed away in July, was from uh, Trinidad, Little Picky Valley. Well, Trinidad and Tobago, because I cannot not say that, right? Because, you know, people be like, what do you, what do you mean just Trinidad? It's Trinidad and Tobago. 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 This is, I mean, like, listen, personally, I, I'm excited because listen, I'm, again, the mix up. I feel like this is mix up. Um, it's a go to, Right. Uh, <laughs> I yes. have not heard that in such a no, long time. No, listen. Not Calabash Child. I love having it at the I had to ask the question, you know, who do you rep more? Because I'm, listen, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, first and foremost, I most definitely rep Jamaica wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly. Like, wholeheartedly. that's it. I ride hard and I'm ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> And I think because I'm ignorant, <laughs> just so uh, that I claim Jamaica first and foremost, right? Because but you know, I was you know, Trinidad, Tr- Trinidad and Jamaica always have the, every when, you, especially when I say I'm um, Jamaican and Trinidad, like what? Because yeah, beef, that, yo, beef all the time yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still beef yeah. <laughs> between the two of them. Actual topic we studied in high school. <laughs> so y'all studied it, but like how? Like how? It, I I remember I was going to Trinidad. I probably uh, told this story before, but I was going to Trinidad with my grandfather. I had to have been in high school, and yeah. we're there on the plane going to Trinidad, and the plane don't move, and every fucking Trini fixed them out. What they were like? What? what fixed is- them out. Talk about. Uh, but how this plane don't want to move, boy? How this plane don't want to move? So, and then went on to go, well, since we own Air Jamaica, why don't we just take one of them plane there? And I'm like, sir, 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 calm down, sir. <laughs> okay? So, so, so calm do down. You know, how do you know the difference between a Jamaican and a Trinity? Because, you know, for people that's listening who's like, I know. like me. My mom used to tell me. It's, it's somewhere how you say her, or her or, yeah, all of that, but how do you know? Uh, one accent sounds like it's on a roller coaster. I'm just saying. I'm just wow. Wow. Okay. Um, my grandma, my grandma, because you know she's Jamaican, she's like, it's because they sound like they're singing. <laughs> okay, yes. 
Okay, so Trinidadians are very sing-songy. Um, and I'm not, like, listen, a, a Trinidadian accent, I have not. Um, I, don't, I, I don't have it. I don't want it. You can keep it. Um, but accent. I feel like in some words, some of my Trini-ness uh, come up, but um, mm-hmm. the core of me is odd, like mostly Jamaican. Mostly Jamaican. Right, because it's like, Trinidadian lingo, just like drink it out so yeah. <laughs> um, it's, and it's, I feel it's like, like singing. it's like Trinidad have that song like they sing in. It's like mm-hmm. a song, man. Yeah. Just, and Jamaicans are harsh. Yes. And boxing. Yes. And <laughs> And, yeah. and uh, I remember like I remember uh, I think seasons one, two, you would get cancelled for uh Saying some shit about the Guyana, about the Antigua, and the Trini. I never talked about Antigua. You didn't? No, there, oh. was, a time. there was a time. No, no, no. I'm sure there was. But but otherwise, I was saying that, like, I think I think it's really great now that three collectively, we're just, the three of us collectively, they're just all here just saying what the, ch- the truth is. I mean, listen, um, now, okay, but. Now, see, you with Trinidad, you can't take away some of the food, like the doubles. Listen, girl cares the thing, right? Like the food you can't take away, so it's like Trinidadian cuisine over Jamaican cuisine any day. <gasps> like, wow, Trinidadian cuisine know. over Jamaican cuisine any That's day. That's tough because I'm I, I actually love, in I this virtual studio. I'm sorry, <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said, um, and I mean what I said. Listen. Oh my god! All right. So, but, but, okay, so I mean, we could start with breakfast. All right. Right. Jamaican breakfast over Trini breakfast. Which one? Oh, I'm gonna go with Jamaican breakfast. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Because That's like a national. I can't. The rain. Yeah. I mean, the rain. Like, listen. I mean, and our pro- and our porridge. Jamaican. Oh wow! Oh. Right. Now porridge? I will say though. I'll take Trinidadian black cake, but Jamaican wow. sorrow. Right. <laughs> and I think after that, I it is like dinner. Yeah, Jamaican sorrow make any here upon your body stand up. Right. You because know? also. Yeah. Oh, wait, and carrot juice. You know, okay. you know when yes. the come and they have like the punch. With the Guinness! Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know what? I'm making that tomorrow. Right. <laughs> My grandmother okay, used to talk who's so much about pun- who's peanut punch, Jamaican or Trinidad? How about peanut punch? Yeah. And, like, how, how about no peanut punch at all? What do you mean? That's yeah. what no, 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 no. You know somebody listening, but what do you mean is very stamina. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Here's my relationship. Well, you're not wrong, right? Here is my relationship to the peanut punch, right? And basically, like when I was growing up, I was told that like peanut punch is, uh, you know, the one for the stamina and also like a huge increase in testosterone. And I hate to go make you stand up and deal with the woman them and all. This. That was literally like how. Peanut punch was was marketed to me, yeah, and yeah. as such, I I up until two weeks ago uh, boycotted it. 
Um, but now I'm starting to drink it and I love it and it's great and it, it does increase the stamina that the girls talk about. It does. See? Oh, it does. It does. Uh, sir. I don't know about nowhere. the testosterone piece because no, but like <laughs> the, 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 the stamina piece, girl, I'm, I'm not, not, I mean, yeah, physically I'm up and very active and uh-huh. that's great and that's wonderful and that's what I love. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Um, even though we've just kind of like given the girls an uh, an example, no, tell us what 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 is it what has it been like just talking being a Caribbean a queer Caribbean person like like talk to us about this. Yes, I mean like I'm so I'm first generation American, so you know I remember like Yardy. They're like you Yardy, mm-hmm. but yeah. Like, a lot of my like my mom and my grandma like i grew up in the house with my grandma my mom my grandmother's uh husband at the time so i I was always entrenched in like jamaican culture you know every uh holiday memorial there's a barbecue there's grilled Mm -hmm. vegetable barbecue Mm -hmm. being made like all of those type of things (laughs) and so like my upbringing was just really really in the caribbean which means that a lot of my Mm -hmm. uh of like between my intersection of queerness and and me as a Caribbean uh, child, I like hid myself. Like I was like, because it's like this unspoken thing. Like you don't know, but you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, want, you know, like you're different, but you know, if you express your differentness, they're not going to tolerate it. It's like, or, or, or something going to happen. You're like, like, how do you yeah. have a conversation with, with them? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and it's not like I ever heard my family talk about like, uh, bad about gay or trans people or anything like that. I just, it was this unspoken Mm-mm. feeling, right? Because you, you're looking around, you're like, I don't mm-hmm. know nobody who actually looks like me. Yeah. Um, or, or shows up in spaces like me. So that's one thing I feel like I struggle with in a, in, in a youth. Like, I always say how how much more free I would be if I could just express myself the way I want mm-hmm. and even be supportive <sighs> And, you know, Caribbean love and, and the capacity on the way they get to love is not as broad as it needs to be sometimes. However, I still give mm-hmm. them grace because some of them really do try. But because mm-hmm. it like for them, it's like, you know, Caribbean people, we always looking for the, the, the American dream. Now, I won't say everybody, but like just like when, you know, you're doing good, like everything mm-hmm. working out yeah. yeah, like that, like for them, it's like what I noticed with my family is just about making it like really just going past of just trying to survive and trying to thrive. Right. As a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's in, Kadeem felt that in their spirit. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'll explain the part that I felt. Go out, you go first. Um, it, it like, like that, 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 that hiding that you talk about, right. Yeah, like yeah. it, mm-hmm. like, the hiding feels like a need for uh, survival almost, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, I must shrink myself so that I uh, can be present but not seen um, mm-hmm. and also not heard. And I think that like there are child politics that also plays into that, but then also the, the queer child politics also sort of like uh, right, shifts it with that difference. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. that, that kids don't know. Like, I think there's often right. that kids are too young to comprehend or too uh, young to formulate words of that yeah. they like this or they see this or X, Y, and Z. Like, kids are very intelligent. Like, I already knew from a young age, I'm like, she's pretty, but I like him more. Right. <laughs> I told the girls on this podcast about how I was out here in um, the fifth and sixth grade going, hmm. 
the men on these underwear packets is looking scrumptious. Listen, I really, I <laughs> oh God, girl, yeah. All of Penny having a moment. Girl. I would never forget second grade. My, my when I, I, I think was it? First, it must have been first grade in Mrs. Inglesias class at PS forty five. There was a, um, <laughs> uh, you know how you, <laughs> you know how you have to line up. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember like seeing some, like seeing myself and someone else because this, this I, at the time identify as I guess boy, uh, like was very feminine. But I saw myself. But I was like, for some reason, I think I'm attracted to this girl. I would never forget Le- Leonard. I was like, oh my goodness, that was my first kiss in first grade. Oh, <laughs> we all remember the first, the that, first that little kid. kindergarten primary mm-hmm. stuff. Mine was Travis girl. I was out here kissing people in the first grade. <laughs> no, no, I didn't kiss him, but like he was the one that like I was just like, oh, okay, I think this is. I really like him. And I was um, but so I scared because, yeah. like, I was like, Lord Jesus, if somebody see us, me know sister, I'm going to go down. And my right. mom, my mom is a, a when we say a true Leo, a true, <gasps> let me say a Le- first of all, both of my parents are Leo, one on the 24th or one on the 27th. You understand? I'm the 24th. So when we say, <gasps> when we say a Leo, Lord Jesus, when, when, yo, everybody oh, knew, said when my mama come to school, Something might happen. Something. Yeah. If 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 anybody bother me, my God, miss sorry for them and their parents. Jesus Christ. Oh God, girl. Yeah. Girl, I, I, I mm, not the protection. Mm. Leo, those parents. My mom was like, you know, my parents. Somebody, oh my God. Hit me. My mom was. If, if somebody hit me, she like, you better hit them back. <laughs> you listen. The box them in your face. Box them. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, but. <laughs> It, it's funny, not funny, but like almost like a, a universal experience that we feel as Caribbeans. I spend a lot of my time focusing on uh, my mindful practice now um, and, and the power of my breath. And I found recently uh, that I was reflecting with my therapist that th- there are times where like I've been around my parents, my father in particular, um, and I have to remind myself that it's okay for me to breathe into my body um, mm. and to allow my breath to fill my body and therefore for me to grow in his presence. Uh, because Come on and give that, that constant shrinking that we do is something that our inner selves, our spirit, our energy is, is like, will do regardless. You're not aware of it, but like when you like get in touch with your breath, you're like, I'm breathing mm. as if I were the smaller version of my childhood self, and I'm like that. Like I am grown now, and it's not. It's it's not the oh well, me big now. It's like you know whatever, but it, it's more so a the body that I'm breathing into right now needs more breath, and because I'm mm-hmm. honoring that need for more breath, I'm going to need to breathe into myself a little bit more. And when you have that sort of like in depth touch with yourself, you realize that um, the way you grew up. And the things that you did for survival based out of assumption, based out of need and reality, yeah, yeah. Uh, sticks with you in a way that is not necessarily helpful in this moment. Like you're, yeah. you're not surviving that way. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I think like what, what stood out, what, 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 what made me breathe a real harder child was um, uh, talking about like the masking of yourself. And I think, for me, um, I find having a Caribbean identity the most expansive uh, way that I can explore myself and also the most restrictive way that I have explored myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's been, it's always been this space of like, yo, all right, well, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do as a queer, uh, non-binary Caribbean person, but also like as a queer non-binary Caribbean person, there is that like pass of like always literally shrinking myself um, and like shrinking my greatness to mm-hmm. accommodate all the other girls around me. Um, so it was really interesting to hear you say that. And it makes me want to like kind of talk about how in the myriad of like work that you do now in your current life, how does like your Caribbean identity, um, and, and you reference like your, your Caribbean trans identity, of course, um, show up like in your work. And I'm really interested in a right in, in if you want to talk about like road, for example, because the girls yeah, got to know too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just this, I was, is, this is this is me trying to bring that up. You know. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah, so like for me, I feel like first as being a first generation American, I notice like in spaces, I don't often see like the conversation of queerness and 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 Caribbean and and one. Like I feel like even though we know so many trans and and lgb people exist it's never a conversation or a space and so for me i know that if if caribbean people were an experience i know that it's also connected to blackness or mm-hmm. people across the diaspora uh so i knew that it was like a continental thing so for me in my travels to africa i haven't i've been to jamaica probably one time um that was mm-hmm. terrible. but in my travels to africa um every time i got there i felt home like I just, there's a sense of feeling mm. from like the 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 soles of your feet to the top of your head. Like it just feels home. Like you could just, I don't know. It's like mm. ugh, you feel home. But I kept saying, who are my people and where my people are. And so when I said people, I was also really con- talking about like where the trans people, where the uh, queer people. Like that's who I want to connect mm-hmm. with. And mm. so out of like coming back uh, from my trips, that's where like road birth, like was birth, like which was reuniting of African descendants. Uh, which basically we're, we're focusing on the social and economic investment of African descendants with an urgent response and focus mm-hmm. to uh, same gender eleven people, right, and trans mm-hmm. people. So that for me, that was yeah the focus. Like I, this this is important. Like imagine a a, a rite of passage uh, for first for like us at, across the African diaspora, but also connecting with people who look like us, who share our lived experience and have maybe some differences, yeah. but like just validating us in a way that knowing that as long as there have been African people, there's been queer people, there's been uh, trans and non-binary people, the language just looks different. And if mm-hmm. we can just come together to build a foundation of safety, uh, economic-wise, sustainability, all of those things, then we can sustain us without having to beg for the people uh, to, 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 to validate or not and uh, affirm us, you know? Because really, they yeah. try to tolerate us. And I'm like, we don't want to be tolerated. Like, because, you know, this is the concept, like when I think about Caribbean, Caribbean people will say, or just people in general will say, you could be who you are, you just can't show up in spaces as who you are. What do you mean? Right. What what kind mm-hmm. of foolishness is that? It's like, do you put your blackness away? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, actually, you know, like I'm reading into this. Um, I noticed that you use the term same gender loving. Yes. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about like how that may or may not be like an uh, in, uh, intentional sort of like use of language? Yes. So, uh, so gay, particularly as it pertains to the U.S., is like a white political identifier that I, I, I know a lot of queer people have taken on. Even like the word queer was a slur, and we've retaken that up. But same mm-hmm. gender loving uh, was a word that was uh, coined 
and revisit it again. I'm just going to just uh, make sure I'm saying the name. I believe uh, Cleo, I forgot his last name, Cleo Man- Manigo, um, who cre- like reminded us of that same gender loving term. Um, because really, like when we think about gender and how we show up, like, you know, it's, it's about our gender and how we show up. It's not just about gay, because you can have someone who is male, but also might be a trans male, and their gender might be attracted to another man. So mm-hmm. I feel like also language just changes so many different ways. And so mm-hmm. it invites us to like really expand, like a lot of folk, and also change, uh, uh, same gender loving also were for people of color who weren't able to say gay at the time. Like thinking about the 70s, 80s, like black people didn't have the ability to just be like, I'm gay mm-hmm. without yeah. Like, you know, we didn't have that liberation to do that. However, we were always fighting, always fighting for yeah. our And out of that, like I think about Marsha P. Johnson, who, you know, that conversation about the Stonewall, right, wasn't just about uh, fighting for uh, just like police brutality it was it was so many things it was pushing against the, mm-hmm. the norms there were so many things that going to race gender all of that sexuality mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that one of the the sg i don't know if y'all know but i identified as sgl at some point girl you did. that was one that, that was one of my identities child i went from bisexual to sgl when i was figuring this all out yeah um and I think for me, it was like, it was a, an apt to what you said, it was an absolute rejection of the word gay. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I, I remember I was doing like readings, and I was like, oh, you know, like black uh, gay men couldn't enter certain like white gay spaces. Mm-hmm. They would have like a, a dress code, like no hats with spikes or no like do Like, there, there were certain things that were like very racialized. Um, that like some people couldn't couldn't wear, and I was like, oh, interesting. Um, and I, I I always found the term same gender loving really interesting, and I was introduced to it by uh, when I was obsessed with Gazi Kodzo, uh, which it was a time. Um, <laughs> but but I, I I really I I I find it interesting. I want to go back to like road real quick because yeah. I I think there's something special about um existing and showing up. Uh, when we talk about like the homeland and the motherland and mm-hmm. going back to, and all these different uh, things and and doing so with the identities that we hold right like that being you know you're going back as a trans person as uh, a queer person as somebody who's literally like traveling and doing the damn thing and you're going there to meet people like you mm-hmm. people who you know you literally would have been in community with uh had you not had you been to had you been raised born and raised in the motherland and i think there's something very special about that that storm of like developing connections um and and i was wondering if you could like basically talk about that for for the girls out here who just who haven't really thought so much about like traveling and doing the damn thing like what what has it been like for you like i just think that's such a really important thing that was a huge Um, for me Uh, the 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 reason why you know i started traveling was uh really was an inspiration for my mom my mom traveled like would travel the world at a young age and she would just i would see pictures you know the photo you know every every caribbean house has like a a photo album right and yeah. i would look at all the photo albums and i would see Several. my mom in barbados just and i'm like who did you go and she'd be like by myself and i was like oh. right i was Love like well that. who took this picture 
some strings. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so like those things like that just was like, all right, I can do it. And so for me, you know, traveling, the first place I wanted to travel was the first, first of all, it was a college friend of uh, a high school. Well, I could say like, we grew up together. Like her name was Cheyenne and uh, she was traveling a lot. And she was like, girl, you should travel. You should. I'm like, I don't have the money. She was like, girl, I'll be traveling round trip for $200. I was like, wait, what? How? And she showed me the way. And, and literally it was because of her. My first trip was to Dubai. And so then the next year I was like, all right, I, I'm going to go on another trip. But I didn't know when I was doing, as you know, I also before this was in fashion design school and technology mm-hmm. school. So I was doing someone's, uh, like their their wedding engagement photos. Uh, I'm giving you a backstory. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was like, oh, where's the wedding happening? She was like, oh, it's happening in South Africa. You should come. I was like, uh? And I was like, yeah, I should come. And and I had knew her partner because her partner was my life coach. Um, I believe in everyone should have a life coach. Um, definitely helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to make it happen. And I ended up in South Africa. And then I was like, okay. The next year I was in uh, Kenya. And each time I was in a different region of Africa, I wouldn't just be in one location. So, for example, when I went to South Africa, we went to uh, Botswana. Then after Botswana, we went to Johannesburg. And after Johannesburg, we went to Cape Town. And then in Kenya, I went to Nairobi, Kenya. And then after that, I went to Mombasa. Um, And Mm -hmm. my experience in traveling is one of joy. It's one of, like, feeling like you can escape. You don't feel like the... Um, minority, you feel like the majority, especially when you're in the continent of Africa, because all you are surrounded is around blackness. <laughs> all mm-hmm. you're around is like African yeah. uh, uh, siblings, and everyone comes from a different tribe. Everyone has a different like uh, language. It it is. Mm-hmm. I think about the South being of Af- Africa. When I was in Botswana, um, there were folks at the wedding that was from Zambia, and there was folks from different um, places, and everyone had like their garments and their attire that meant something else. And they also mixed it with modern day. Mm-hmm. Like, you see, like uh, like you know, their their like their 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 tribal uh, outfits, weird with jeans or shoes. Like you just seen it, but you so yeah, it was really dope. Like also like I noticed that there is also a level of privilege that is not often talked about in those spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like there there is like an unspoken like tension about like being American as well. And um where mm-hmm. African folks would say, Well, you're not actually African because a lot of your upbringing is of American. Like even like I know my my brother's girlfriend at the time had went to Ghana. It was like she's white and she and white in the context, like you would think that they're talking about race, but white in the context of how you have access to privilege and mobilizing and moving and things that uh, African folks may not have. However, um, Africa is so rich as a continent in itself. There's a lot of classism that exists as well, but Africa is beautiful. Africa is rich. Um, and as it pertains to queerness, I think I saw more queerness in South Africa. Um, South Africa mm. is often more of a place where a lot of folks... Um, by law can get married i think about like reading queer stories how a lot of queer folks would go particularly elders would go to south africa to marry because uh Mm -hmm. how how, i guess a policy or things like that um yeah yeah i wow that's interesting um i well hold on sorry pause real quickly Mm -hmm. robert are you here okay robert is here you're here are you here are 
Okay, you're fine now. Everything is okay. No, 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 no. We, uh, uh, Nala had just finished saying what she was saying. We're fine. We just need to, we're good. We're really good. So uh, I'll just quickly respond to, to all of that. Um, ready? Three, two, one. Yeah, um, traveling, that, that, that's a really important thing. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, too, have been told I should stay away from the identity of African because no, um, which is cute. I remember I was in China, and uh, I was with some folks, and I was like, you know, like, I'm Afro-Caribbean. And they're like, yeah, but you're not African. I'm like, yeah, I get that. That's fine. Um, so I think like the, the identity toss up here and like the, the, the tension that you talk of is, is really, it's, it's a, it's an actual thing when we think about like, uh, going back either visiting or for full repatriation, um, uh, 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 the, the, the politics of like going back, uh, to the motherland as the girls call it. Um, yeah. I don't know if Marcus Garvey wrote about this. Yeah. What did Mar- I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Marcus Garvey wrote about the politics of identity with repatriation. Yeah. I need to go see what he did because I need to go see what he did because he was for, he was I the black all, star line kind of guy. For you know, all of us. I think all of us should have an opportunity to really like just touch the soil of Africa, right? I think yeah. a lot of a lot of us within our intersection identity who are an extension of Africa and our people, it's our birthright to to have that experience. Um, wherever you yeah. are to to be in that space of just saying and, and, and breathing it in. Um and and the reality is that queer people around this world still struggle, right? There's still anti-gayness, anti-transness, mm-hmm. uh, where people are literally being murdered and slain, and they, that is a lot that is also embedded in colonization uh, through theology and ideology. Yeah, yeah. So for me, my yeah. work, my work, my work with Road uh, was particularly like creating an initiative that was literally invested in equity, collective growth and healing. And so for me, when I think about what this trip will look like is taking queer folks from the US as they call it states and bringing them into countries of Africa to meet with the queer uh, and trans or seen and loving or LG, however folks identify because different tribes identify differently. Language is uh, fluid, congruent, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted that to be a space where we could come together, break bread. There's something about breaking bread and eating food together, talking about issues, and then talking about what is the what next. Now that we are connected, how do we stay connected and how do we build? And, you know, of course, there's a lot of travel nomad, but I don't think anyone is particularly focusing on queer people meeting with queer people in a safe place and also thinking about mm-hmm. how do we sew back into that community, right? When you're going yeah. on excursions and all these things and seeing the land, that's great. But what are you actually leaving for the people that's there who have to survive, who may not have access to jobs, right? Who may not get access to jobs because they can't show up as their full self as trans or gay or LGBT, who I, you know, one of the things during COVID-19, I had to like really help a lot of folks um, across this world thinking about, uh, Uganda, Senegal, uh, the Democratic of um, Congo. A lot of my work is really supporting 
queer folks, even like this uh, Jamaican trans girl who was in Spain who uh, fled Jamaica uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to be, you know, fled Jamaica to like be safe. And now she's in Spain um, and don't even speak the, the you know, Spanish. And so that's mm-hmm. another struggle while it's been two years while she's been fighting for asylum. And so there's the need for us across the queer queer ribbon type of uh being it is long it's so long and we've we've mm-hmm. constantly migrating and constantly creating joy and constantly creating culture and people love our culture when it's intersected with queerness and caribbean uh and when we're making people laugh but no one loves us as people and for me i want to be really be intentional invested in sowing that love back into us for us what came to me is like how often times that people prey on uh, how femininity shows up, particularly as femininity, uh, femininity shows up on how um, we deem what is man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. how people will prey on how masculinity show up when we deem someone as feminine and how people will prey on them to uh, do things to kind of break that them out of it. So I think about, you know, molestation within our community. And I think a lot of Caribbean people or people in general tend to conflate that when people are LGBT or, for example, saying gender loving, trans, queer, however we fit into our identities that affirm us, that there's a, a notion or a rhetoric that something traumatic had to happen to make us who who we are versus we are who we are and people preyed on us and harmed us because of who we were or who we are yeah and so there's really an invitation of a conversation for us to look at how sexual violence show up right how i knew who i was but had i been able to express who i was as a as a developing child who are questioning identity and questioning sexuality and questioning what my attractions were had i had a space to basically uh, have like a sounding board that felt safe, had a moment to feel affirmed and had someone to walk with me in the journey of, uh, all right, I know you have these questions, let's go with you versus I'm going to pray the gay out or I'm going to pray the trans out. How we have this experience, then I wouldn't feel, I would be able to feel safe enough that my decisions on how I create safety and autonomy for myself would be more sacred. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that sacredness and, and safety when it comes to queer or trans people is solely about also creating safety for that identity. So if I had a space that was affirming, I wouldn't have to seek other places to find be affirmed. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to hide it or move at night or in silence to find love. Right. Our first example of love is through our parents. And oftentimes our parents are a mirror of that. A lot of people talk about gay people, gay people, but cis people make gay people, cis people make trans people. It is who are being doesn't mean that they're not going to exist. Right. And so. In in my example of relationship and in in reflection to my parents, my mom was a single uh, parent who was grieving her, her hurt and her loss of not being in a relationship with my father. And through my father's relationship, I experienced abandonment to not him not being around as I would have likened to, and to really have a space to be right. And through that, it's like, where do I go to say, Hey, I am this way. And I would hear my father, I would say, now that I remember, I would hear my father talk about if he had any child that was gay, he would kill them. So that was my first introduction of fear and um, uh, rejection of myself, 
right? And, and you know, when we talk about internalized uh, homophobia or internalized transness, was that was the first introduction, right? But also the first introduction of love was that I am, I do not matter enough for you to be around in the ways that you need to be. This is a commitment mm-hmm. between you and my mom, right? And so here it is. My mom is doing the heavy lift, lifting where she doesn't actually have the capacity to show up to have a conversation about what love looks like because the love that she had was already tainted. And so here mm. I am as a queer child uh, and, and, and as a trans child trying to figure out what does love look like for me? Because everything that everyone is telling me that I should love and who I should love uh, and who I should be is not aligning with how I'm feeling. Okay. Um, so, mada, mada. sorry. We, I'm, listen, girl, listen. <laughs> yes. I, listen, we left. We left the virtual studio mm-hmm. um, for about an hour and a half and change. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, people was going us, you know, people were going us. People were dragging uh, some of us into places where we just did not need to be. They wasted our time. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We, uh, so, some of us may have ordered Cheddar Bay biscuits. Um, mm. And because there are biscuits here, somebody's gonna have to fuck them so good tonight. Um, and that somebody's gonna have to be me because I bought myself the Shadow Baby Skits. I girl with Miliko and water. May I yam some uh, salmon with some? I did some garlic honey salmon with red peppers. Yes. With some coconut rice. What you know? Okay, coconut <laughs> rice. <laughs> I love this for us. Do I, I need really to do. come out? Because I that that sounds like a yeah. It's anyway, really nice. It's um, really nice. Even though this podcast isn't sponsored by them, um, it's also important that the girls continue to be aware of the work that they are doing for the community. Um, yes. The McBride sisters. That's Mick M C. Okay, the C is little. Uh, and then it is B R I D E, the McBride sisters. They're two black women, two, two, two black women, um, who make wine, girl, over there in California. Oh, we love black women who make wine. Right. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I hope that they're doing well in the fire seasons <laughs> there in in California. Um, mm-hmm. Also, continuing from our last episode, I hope that if they are suffering losses because of the fires, that they're not putting uh, migrant workers at uh, sort of a, a disadvantage to go, you know, collect the wine. Yeah. Um, but I'm drinking their Black Girl Magic Red Blend. Ooh. Um, I yeah. may or may not be on bottle two, uh, but this shit is delicious. Not okay. on bottle, bottle two. two. I miss the I'm, girl. I'm honestly, girl. I support. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I am. I support. Honestly, so if y'all want to know more, re- visit Black Girl Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, girl, that is not the website. <laughs> the website is McBrideSisters.com. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I was getting there. I, 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 I was getting there. I was going to say McBride. Oh, mm-hmm. The one just come to go and jump down in my chair. Like, <laughs> hey, hey we don't want no quarrel. We don't want no quarrel. But yeah. I hope they make a shot in here. I want to see the Pony website is Red Redland. And I'm Redland. I like, me love a shot in Yo, when I you go to South Africa, South Africa mm-hmm. is known for their want. Let me tell you something. Drink from Max, mm, turn up to sundown. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Awesome. And that's when my stomach can't stomach it. Jesus. So, me say, me drink. <clears throat> just finished watching uh, Game of Thrones through and through. Oh, listen. First of all, the the wedding, the red wedding, I could not tolerate. Oh. I could not stomach it. You know, it's because I walked into it knowing that it was going to be something like that that made it ready. Um, yeah. and then nice. And if Uno hear me snucking my lips, it's because it good. I mean, this shut a baby biscuit, girl. Um, um, it dry, but nothing is too dry for. The McBride Sisters Collection Black Girl Magic Red Blend. Yes. If y'all want to sponsor this podcast, this episode was free, y'all. Um, <laughs> so let's get right, on let's that. Let's get back into it. Mm, okay, hold on. Yeah. Do they have oh. a shot in there? Look, oh, restocking the shelf. See, the good shit is out. See, it's out of mm. stock. See, that's how mm. I knew. Mm. Mm. So typically, we would have, um, hold on. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Lubricate. Drink this one. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> Always. Um, typically exactly. we would have um cut all this out, but um we're purposely putting it in <laughs> so that the girls can know that one, this podcast does not happen <laughs> uh in a sort of like uh linear progression. And two, um as you're going to see from the fucking title of the podcast, Can We Not Rest? Uh, and sometimes that rest needs to happen mid-fucking episode. And that we should be allowed <laughs> to come back with Cheddar Baby Skits and fucking wine and be great. Yes. Um, so... Just like we keep on ignore my little festival! <laughs> you mean your water and mixture? I'm pretty sure... I am. I am pretty sure that even the Cheddar Bay biscuits that they that you uh, get from Costco in the mix, yeah, some milk and butter, uh, right? right. So, yeah. At least it's more yeah. than just add water, um, source of water. Okay. So anyway, but yes, you know, s- some of us are not partaking. Some of us are living mm-hmm. lives. Some some of us are making very bad decisions and eating uh, festival. With just added water, <laughs> um, but uh, we hope that y'all have enjoyed uh, this, this break in Black Life <laughs> because we're getting ready to go back into it. Um, so <clears throat> we ended uh, this this last segment, uh, although, although we're gonna come back to it in uh, a little bit, but just for a bit, talking about love and and then looking for love in all the wrong places. It almost reminds me, funnily enough, of this uh, Eggo Waffles commercial from way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it had this song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places, uh, while they were looking for the Eggo Waffles. Um, wow, that took you real back. Wow. It, it, t- it, it took me back to like the days where I was going to like 
day school after school. It was wild. Um, and this fucking fly, y'all. Who invited her in here? I'm not sure. But anyway. Um, she wants some of the biscuits. I, I, either that or to like fuck with my plans. And I don't know if it's like true, but like my grandmother has always told me if there was a fly in the house, you're supposed to chase after it because it's going to lay eggs in your plant and fuck up everything. Yeah, it's um, true. And I'm out here trying to be a, a, a plant poppy. So I have 12 plants in here right now. Um, oh, yay. I love that. I have absolutely no time for this fly to be out here fucking around with me tonight. Okay. So. Mm. Um, but I want us now to to move into a conversation about um those predators essentially who who position themselves in uh the Caribbean community yeah. to take advantage of, to to look after, to seek out um either people who are searching for this love in, in the quiet in Mm -hmm. the silence of the night uh, that we were alluding to before Mm -hmm. or or people who are just trying to exist and figure things out um, and people engage in sort of these predatory acts towards us. Mm. Um, That's where I'm wanting this this conversation to shift to to now so that we can sort of like see, identify them, right? Because like Stacey Ann Chin tells us in the end of this poem, we are going to see you coming, right? So so it means that, like, we are able to identify that you're coming. No longer uh, is it going to be a thing of, well, we don't see you or we don't hear you, but, like, we know who you are. We know your tactics. Um, and that in speaking of you, we're going to speak of you as easily as we speak with of and, and have access to our breath. Um, so I think mm-hmm. like, that is both like the meaning of the conversation and, and then also like the purpose of why we move into uh, identifying those folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, it, you know, it's one of those things I just thought of my grandma when you were talking, you know, that saying those who what know better, what do better. Right. Mm-hmm. She's, like, she's like, you know, those who know better, do better. And I think about how. Um, in the moments of me exploring my identity and my particularly uh, sexuality as from a young age, you know, I found myself, you know, connecting again, mostly connecting and being attracted to masculinity and mostly showing up in cisgender identified folks at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because that language of transness was not something I had access to until Mm -hmm. college. So at age 19, so imagine going through your whole life um, feeling different, but not knowing the the words and afraid to even express femininity when you know femininity is inside of you. And I go to femininity because particularly like no matter how, what people like uh, would say in terms of like, you know, boys do this and boys do that or whatever case may be, or how I was deemed to show up, I was always feminine. And so because I was feminine, what do we deem boys who are feminine? you know, we get all the slurs or we get gay or whatever the case may be. And so in that I would get either bullied or, um, you know, uh, picked on, but also what it did was those who wanted to pray on me would pray. Mm. Uh, and I'm particularly talking about prayers and P R E Y. And that often have to be with adults. Right. Uh, and those who know better, 
didn't do better, right? Those who like, for example, I think about my first time and actually like, like really engaging in an act of like with an adult was, I was like 13 and this person was 35. And this person was like someone who, you know, had did play, I think, yeah, I was 13 going on 14 or something like that. Something at some young age. And this person was literally, and I still haven't like told my mom, like my mom knows some things that happened when I was young, but I never really got into conversation with my mom. Cause I, my mom is just my mom and she's doing, she's like, she want to know, but I know she doesn't want to know, but it's like, yeah. she would say they'll like, ask the question, but they're not really ready for the answer. Right. And my journey, of, and she, my mom is one of those people like your journey of healing is on your own, mm. um, which is helpful and not helpful. Cause sometimes you really want to be held like, with family around these things, right? Um, because your family is also an example of what is supposed to be your community and community is also about protection, right? Who got us? We got us, right? And so for me, um, yeah, this person, going back to what I was saying, this person was, uh, you know, at the time, 35. I had met them through a, a friend of mine who like, I was like, yo, this person I had a crush on for the longest. Like, mm. you know, when you have that person that's your friend, but you like really have a crush on them. Like we, I really, really had a crush on this person. Um, and so we had met and I never knew that this person was also engaging in things with this um, adult. Mm. Um, and he was like, oh, just come with us. Like he's going to take us around and, you know, um, this is going to be fine. He's going to, and he had, introduce him as his uncle's friend which is like family so you know when you have somebody that said this is family so you yeah. trust them in that way well that person um was not family that person you know was like oh can i call you whatever because i'm like why would you want to call me long story short um you know that was my first introduction to the village with this person this person drove me and him to the village um, and, and Christopher street, that was the first time I had ever been to the village. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is what it looks like. And fast forwarding, that was the first, first person that like adult, like at that time that, that I engage in, you know, an activity. Um, and when I look back at, at it, I'm like, but how can a youth actually consent to something like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, where where was his consciousness um, thing? And this person was um, like, not no light person. This is like in our Caribbean culture, like an actor. You know what I mean? This is somebody who's done plays. Um, I'll just say the name of the play, Girly. Mm-hmm. And, and let everybody sit there wine and their tea on, 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 on suck on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it's something that I never really talked about, right, with my family because yeah i never really talked about it <laughs> oh when you oh you you picked on who i was talking about yeah 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 um yeah and i even got me like a cell phone and everything. And this is, this is way, this is way before I got into my transit. This is me navigating life as someone who was told that assigned male at birth, who was told that this is how I have to show up in the way I had to suffocate my femininity, try to navigate and blend in high school. This is someone who's trying to figure out the world uh, from a, 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 a trans lens. It's almost like if you could see like why the cage birds sing or like, 
I think about like, a, I see an image of a bird in a cage mm-hmm. and then the, the cage is within the body and moving through this world and the bird is trying to get out. And it's like, <clears> I, <throat> the bird can see everything happening, but cannot even speak. Um, so I think about like that, that poem that you read by Stacey Anchen about the, you know, seeing stuff. And I, I think about that bird who's in a cage who sees things coming, but can't even do anything about it because who do they have? Who, where's the community to talk to? And so for me, I didn't have that. I didn't have that from, yeah. a, from a very young age. I, I experienced like molestation. I'm not even feeling protected, but it had nothing to do with my identity. Um, it, you know, those, what I would say is those experiences did not make me who I am. Those experience, what happened is that because of who I am, people preyed on me in that way, because I was feminine, because I was gentle, because I'm not saying that, you know, femininity is just in any gender, but like, particularly for me, um, people took advantage of that. I think it's really important that you draw <clears throat> those distinctions, right? Because I think that the, the dominant narrative oftentimes is that because of a sort of like defining traumatic event, uh, queer people get produced, right? Like, like that, that is actually not it. Um, but whether it is the combination of our faith systems, religion, spirituality, whatever it may be, uh, and, or sort of like a a very like Western view, Western and antiquated view of, of medicine psychological health that there's this overlaying that happens and it really begins to complicate uh uh the 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 sort of like formation of of queer and trans caribbean people where um you're you're taught if you look really at at any psychology textbook made in the early 2000s and back that queer people are 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 there queer people exist because there is some sort of traumatic event that that happens, but but mm-hmm. more so, I even like really question or was sort of like reflecting when I was terming for us in the beginning why or or how predatory people within the community exist. It, it was like, well, what is it about them that they recognize in us yeah. specifically? That, that that draws them to you. What type of like yeah, vulnerability it's, it's, is it that you said? Thing. It's a is it jo- I think the word is jovial, like the youngness, the mm-hmm. like like I think the, the distinction is like how people will often say like gay people are predators. Like no, people are predators. Right. And those people can be a lot of different things. They can be gay. They can be trans. They can be straight. They can be heterosexual. They, they can be cisgender. Yeah. Predators are predators. Period. Predators mm-hmm. also have and need to get the help that they require to show up in a way that is not creating harm, right? Right. That harm is uh, systemic and systematic, and that comes also from a trauma place for those who have experienced their own harm who have never been addressed. And I think there's a cycle of, when we think about sexual harm, and particularly even like this, this while you're recording, like this month is October. Uh, October is like the month of breast cancer, but it's also about domestic violence. And you see that so heavily within our community because- there isn't a space that we can go to to feel safe where people can honor our stories and also say, I can get in the way and uh, get in and support you on getting out, right? So I think about, for example, if I, a trans person, went to the police station to report domestic violence, do you think the police uh, police station is going to take it seriously? I'm like, oh, what happened to you is because of what you are. Mm, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was. Uh, I yeah. Like we. <sighs> You said police, and suddenly I'm like, abolish it. But, but basically, like, <laughs> yeah, like that was really like what came to mind because, like, you know, there, there is, there are like certain facts, right? Like in the United States, forty percent of police officers have been in some form of formal domestic dispute, uh, 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 uh conflict within their positions or since becoming uh, an officer. Um, and mind you all of them have guns um, and other weapons mm-hmm. so, so or or access to um so so i think you brought I, you brought that up and you also brought up uh um uh shit 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 shit, shit. it's going to come back to me but if you want to say no something problem. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well what i'm thinking about when i'm thinking about police i'm thinking about global right cuz my work is global i'm thinking about police officers and all countries that show up to serve their country or to protect people, but have a bias on what their people look like, have a theology yeah. of who they get to stand in the gaps for, have an ideology on who they get to stand in the gap for. So when we think about, particularly uh, in Jamaica, right, when we think about that, I remember, I don't know if you remember a long time ago, this big, big, I, I mean, when we said people could come out, when this person went to go shop in this, this male, this male presenting person, person to the world but this person who went to a woman's store to buy clothes and everybody did come around uh just to try to beat the person you you, you ever seen this thing on youtube about it i haven't seen I, that one. i've seen something similar that happened yeah. on uh the ue campus no, yes. No. yeah there have been there have been a few videos out there mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. There are enough examples. So, is what so, we mean. Right. There's so many examples. But when we think about like things of that when uh you can't like say if you want to like you know try to express your freedom, policing is not just about the act of like police officer. I'm talking about how people police people mm-hmm. on how they get to show up in the world. I'm talking broader than that, like the amount of like how we condemn people, like how police officers as as you said, abolish. Like, if we abolish police officers, and we need to start talking about what it looks like of how we police each other, and particularly when I think about, uh, you know, continent of Africa and countries where the folks across the African diaspora exist, there is there is a level of unsafety that queer and trans people. Um, just do not get to experience because of people biases. And so if we are molested or if we experience rape at an adult or young age, and we openly identify as queer trans, the first thing is that we experience is victim blaming. We don't even get empathy. We don't get, Mm -hmm. we don't get the, Mm. so sorry that this happened to you. What can we do about it? We get the, Mm -hmm. you deserve it. And so for, for us, and particularly I'm thinking of like my, my traumas and what I experienced, it becomes this, this, this hardened hysteria that the lack of trust in, in humanity sometimes is hard, right? And so like my reaction or my respond to these things is like, okay, do I go to people or do I hold it within? And so we have so many stories that go untold because in, in that body is that bird cage and full of harm. It's like someone poking a knife in the cage and knowing that the bird can't fight back. Yeah, I the mm, yes, 
yes, yes, yes. And you actually, the last thing that you said reminds me of the second point, which was like testimonies. Like you go to somebody um, and the person says, the person engages in victim blaming tactics. um, And the victim blaming tactics see when it's in the individual, I mean, not saying it's from the bottom up, but it, it, I guess, transfers. No, it's like, if a police officer with these big victim blaming tactics when he's outside when they're outside of um actually okay when they're outside of like their uniform um and all of a sudden they go back in the system as police officers and then they're like replicating the same things that they would say to you on a regular basis um so totally. there is like that exchange of like the, the the person and the institution um that tends to seep into all institutions because mm-hmm. there is this kind of um and, presence and or abundance pray, i guess yeah, um, and, you know, the whole shebang yeah and, and people who prey on people also have something within themselves around their sexuality or their identity that is also suppressed that they're not addressing in a healthy way what they're doing is preying on someone who they can see that everybody sees a freeness in them and they're like i want a piece of that i want to take that but i want to have it in the dark Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. take it knowing that I I want to have a piece of that knowing that I'm not supposed to, but I'm going to do it because this person is not going to talk. You mm-hmm. saying in the beginning when talking about police officers that it is the protection of country uh, really <laughs> sort of <laughs> it encapsulates it a, yeah. a lot yeah. um, because it is about the country and when you the think country about... and the and the theology that's attached to it, right? Right. Because when you think yeah. about it, like for example, I can go to like when you go to Africa, a lot of the, like uh, like there's so many language by tribes, but like the most language is known as, as Swahili, and then some countries the most is uh, Islamic practicing. But then when you go to Ethiopia, you have Christianity, and then you go to certain co- countries, they have their own tribalism, ancestral practices, but they also have Christianity as well. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about, particularly in the Caribbean faith, right, when you see, when you see, uh, you have your Protestant, you have all kinds of different worshiping, but it's really around Christ, uh, uh, Christ right, faith. Um, you know, of course, you still have our ancestral practice that exists, such as Obia or the Maroon people. But, you know, that people love to shun all kinds of witchcraft and all kind of things. Mm-hmm. But when you have a government, right, that um, after being colonized is solely focused on Christianity and what Christianity should look like from the white savior complex, the cis heterosexual way of existing, um, when we know there's trans people in the Bible, you know, whether it's called um, uh, a eunuch, uh, mm-hmm. everything that exists Ooh, now, yes. back, right, the, the Ethiopian eunuch, right, you know, in con- biblical context, everything that exists now has existed, right? And, our, and, and all of us have access to, you know, if you're a faith going, particularly through Christ, having access to to really being honored by God and, and having, you know, access to his will and his promises, right? So on, so on, so on. But people through their biases and their uncomfortability will bend and curve theology and skip textures to make them hate, to, um, to justify their hate. 
A lot of people like to talk about homosexual, but they eat in fish and having all kinds of blend of fabric when they walk outside. Right. All y'all hoes out here eating seafood, knowing you can't eat the seafood. Okay, uh, first of all, first of all, <laughs> all you hoes out here mixing the cottons and, and the <laughs> you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Right. Um, you know, I will pray I, over, and then and then you get to church, and they like, for example, I, I, I Kadeem, you were talking about how they how you, they come to church and they pray over you and all of this thing, and they put mm-hmm, put that. Mm-hmm. But then in in their family, no one's talk about the the molester that's a part of the family that everybody right. knows about. What happened to the prayer? What happened happened to the prayer for that person? Right. What happened to praying for that person? You know, there's a, I believe in restorative justice and restorative healing. Right. And what that looks like is that when someone messed up so severely is that we take them down as a village and rather than beating upon them, we remind them who, who they are and what is required of them. And so when I think about the harm of people who identify uh, as queer, as trans, is that no one sees us worthy of, of being loved up on, but holding those accountable who are hurting us because they're hurt, because no one held them accountable, right? I think it's that like, you get into a very mm-hmm. interesting sort of like a moment that I found in the literature, but not in practice, right? That uh, when conversations around intimate partner violence specifically come up into conversation and and what uh, the systems for domestic violence have in place yeah. uh, to be able to, like, domestic violence and, and intimate partner violence are, are two separate things. Yeah. I think that the the systems that we have in place, let's think about New York, uh, are, are able to sort of, like, function within the confines of domestic violence but when you invite this uh non-normative or as some might call deviant sexualities Mm -hmm. uh, intimate partner violence the system all of a sudden does like (laughs) doesn't know what to do right and i think that you both bring up the piece about silence um and and then also about um protection of country Whatever the ideal of the country is, is the context in which power is going to function. And what I'm hearing from you is that power will continue to function the way that it, you know, it wants to. Um, And the thing that might come across as complicated in our conversation really is about the breadth of restorative justice. Uh, and, and the healing that that brings, yes. especially when you begin to incorporate the entire community, even those who do the harm, into it. Um, and I feel like we don't want people to walk away going, well, like we're, we're making, a, you know, space for them at the expense of the survivor. That's not actually what's going on at all. No. no, uh, no, but no what's no. going on is a different level of accountability that is at place uh, that prizes the experience of the survivor in a way that also holds the person who's perpetrating that, you know, that predation accountable. Now, when as a community, we don't allow that conversation to happen and we shroud that in shadows, what do we end up with? People who don't feel as if their lives are valued, right? And like Mm -hmm. going back, Nala, to what you said about looking for love in uh, the darkness, I really do believe that if, if we sort of like make the default heterosexual, right? Yeah. Um, if we make the default heterosexual, I'm not sure uh, that in maybe to make it like really real, like a 
a family who uh, standard, very Christian nuclear family, mother and father, 2.5 children and a dog, unless you're Caribbean and, and you don't have any animal. Um, <laughs> you have them and you have a queer child, right? That queer child goes to seek love that you either cannot provide or don't know how to provide uh, in the darkness. And at the same time, as they're seeking love and needing support, uh, the system that you buy into also makes space for and allows for predators in the community to have access uh, to the children that you claim to love, right? So it's like the double sort of like push into the darkness, the space where predators can operate and function, and the very same space that we as uh, queer and trans Caribbean people are pushed into to find a love, to find a sense of belonging that we need. Uh, the thing that is so righteously afforded to um, heterosexual folks, but not to... What's the word? Like the... The overly precious children that yeah. get pushed to the margins of Caribbean community. Hmm. Man. Wait, yeah. go, go, go back. Cause I, I, I want to make sure that I'm grasping the full. Yeah. Yeah. I think it like, if it, if I could term for us, like what I see, like this part of the conversation lending itself towards, I'm seeing yeah. it as a double sense of oppression, right? Like yeah. if we make an assumption that the uh, Caribbean person in we'll say early childhood yes. uh, uh, knows that they are something that is not straight, mm. right? The darkness, the 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 shadow, the ambiguity around yes. what something aside from uh, being straight could be uh, moves those people, moves that Caribbean person. Uh, into what you were calling as a search for love, like a search for love in the darkness, a, a search for love in, quote-unquote, all the wrong places, right? And then I think we also see predators in this same community right. who see uh, that darkness, that, that, that the, you know, those shadows, that ambiguity as a space to exist in and, and to pray in, right? Yeah. P-R-E-Y, right? Mm-hmm. This mm -hmm. life that we live, this community that we've set up allows for the context. Yep, yep. Absolutely. And not only does it allow for the context for like those improprieties to happen, but it also then covers it again. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How? Right. We have answers. <laughs> right. But... Right, because exactly. It's, it's literally the dark, the, the, the darkness is... It is 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 created by the oppression of 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 this, like you said, like the default, right? The default is uh, heterosexual um, folks. The default is cisgender people, and so anything that's outside of that defaultness is deemed as dark, is deemed as demonic. For you know, if we're gonna really go there, right? Mm -hmm. And so, if there is someone that's within those identities, they have to find themselves being at night in the darkness to go find themselves. And when they find themselves, they either finding themselves in more harm, 
because they're in a situation where people are preying on them for their existence to get a quick fix versus like, how do we get to love each other in our wholeness? Right. How do we get to show up in spaces and use this time, this moment, this now to, to center around light and safety versus I'm going to get a quick fix or I'm going to get what I need from this person or, or allowing your body to be used by someone who's not even going to love you, but just going to take what they need mm-hmm. in that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I was just also going to add that. Like, I think one thing that's like, um bolstering itself i guess for me is also that like uh when you are in that that said darkness ambiguity there are folks who um who know and are aware of said darkness um and the, and and that's obviously as we said because of the context of the society where there are others who either for ignorance or homophobia or all of the mentioned above don't know or don't care to know or if they if they shed light to it will not be with the reaction that one would want um and and i find that really interesting because it's like there are the folks who know that there is this darkness and there are the folks who know that like you know this is how there are young folks operating um and there is like a veil of protection almost when folks are certain, were, are able to navigate that darkness when they are when they've been in it for quite a while, I guess, or been aware of it, or been made aware of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I, that's like kind of thinking a lot uh, or coming up a lot for me right now, where it's like folks who are well experienced and are aware of this darkness and and I take advantage of how it remains mm-hmm. such, how it remains like very cis hetero if that's not just hetero then no um right um, and the thing and, is the reality, yeah i'm so sorry and, right. and, and what came to me as you were talking was like like the, the distinction to make is like nothing about queerness and transness is dark i think the mm-hmm. while yeah, we're yeah. using such a frame yeah. for those who are like are listening and, and, and tuning in and are fast forwarding which you shouldn't be fast forwarding nothing you need to listen it- to Whole thing, right? Sit down and watch. Sit down and listen, right? Sit down and watch. Look, look, put your eyes on our faces. Yes. There. <laughs> Is ahead. that the 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 context around darkness? Is about how um how we push those of light who are different of the light that we've deemed as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, into mm. a place of darkness, into a place oh, of yes. trying to find themselves. Mm. Those, yes. are the, those are the things that we're talking about. And then while those light-hearted people go into the night to to be amongst other light-hearted people, there are people who are not a part of that light who are trying to find themselves that also prey on that um, people. You um, see, yeah, the word and that's because right, and that's so. because they also mm-hmm. been uh, deprived of having that freedom of expression. And so there's an intergenerational conversation um, and intergenerational trauma and hurt and oppression that only continues to try to repeat itself. But I think now we're getting to a place where we are seeing those shift. Um, and unfortunately, so many people have been harmed um, due to the lack of uh, understanding and the willful, the unwillingness to create space of cis, cis heterosexual people. Um, you know, I think that, 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 that we are definitely shifting. It's just taking really long. Really long, girl. Really long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, the 
yes to, to everything you just said. Um, especially offering the uh, the sort of like a co- additional context for the use of the term darkness. I think that although dark uh, or or use of the term shadows that lord jesus uh that that area is still greatly defined right like that darkness is defined we can pinpoint uh that space uh, and if we would only return again right to the to uh the Sunfinyam, uh mm-hmm. chin writes i'm only a place to let the light in the right. dark ain't got nothing on this bitch right so it, it's like we acknowledge ourselves as beings of light and understand the space of darkness and still reject that, right? It's our understanding of the darkness, the the, the conditions that make the darkness possible uh, that are also antithetical to our light nature uh, that we need to hold space for. And I, I, I think that as we talk about what it means to be beings of light, I think it's a really great space for us to look towards uh, where we find our healing, where we mm-hmm. continue to find uh, this, you know, source of light. And in our conversations about this topic, we have definitely identified uh, the church, its pervasiveness in uh, Caribbean, especially Afro-Caribbean culture, um, mm-hmm. to having sort of like a, a primal place that does the worst job, like the, the utter worst job at um, addressing and remedying uh, the issues that we face when we find ourselves in in positions of darkness, uh, having our light rejected. So we know that like you have worked with a few coalitions and some organizations around faith, religion, and spirituality. Uh, But can you talk about your relationship to the church um, and sort of like how you see the church being complacent um, <laughs> in what we've been talking about in this conversation, but but then also sort of like where we depart yeah. to get what we need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that that okay. So my my introduction to church as a youth was uh, through a Episcopal church, mm. um, and it took me it took 2013 to finally find a church that spoke through my heart, through my understanding of God. Right? Because the reality is that when we look at text, is that we all have interpretation of text. Right? The text says one thing, but we we feel and we experience and we interpret it how, what it means through its messages for our own understanding. And it was one church um, at the time it was called Rivers of Rehoboth. Um, the, the pastor there, Vanessa M. Brown, was speaking at a vigil, a, vi- a vigil, a vigil um, for Islam Nettles, who was someone who I had shared sp- spaces with, um, who was mm. murdered um, in, mm-hmm. uh, in Harlem after being catcalled by a group of guys, mm. um, which then led to her death. And it was her speaking at that vigil that it, in, it was an invitation for me to get connected to God um, in a sense of fellowship. Right. Because I believe that all people have access to God through themselves. But the act of church is really about the act of fellowship. It's also about the act of community. Right. And then spreading the gospel. Right. Everybody has um, access to God of their understanding just by sitting where they are right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. 
Amen. But what we what we see is this um <laughs> this televised moment about what church can do and church is so important because it is about community. However, th- church can also be harmful is that if you're going to a place of church and healing and people who are at church is also leading with their biases and not with the will of Christ. Yeah. Not understanding understanding about the outcast, the whole sense of the outcast, right? It's not about how pretty the church is, right? We think, we think about Palm Sunday and, 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 and that, that walk where Christ comes and and is looking at everybody at the market and you see all the people outside, um, who are, who, who are like hungry and in need. And you got all these people selling in this temple, right? Mm-hmm. When we think about just, just that moment and, and Christ, like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? And so I think about churches who have like these billion dollar uh, worship. And instead of like really creating space to serve community that in need, they aren't doing that. They aren't doing that. And so Backing, backing up, sorry, backing up to the question, um, what I have found in faith, um, really choosing people that speak to my heart is liberation um, or an added to liberation. And I always say that, you know, one of my quotes that I go by is that I am God's manifestation of liberation, period, full stop. Mm-hmm. I sit with that. I don't need to look anywhere else. Right. And if, if I'm going through my ancestral practice, I, I, then I say, I am my ancestors' manifestation of liberation, right? Because that is the affirmation that is needed for me to know who I am, right? Versus going to a church where I need to find myself through other people understanding of their God, right? Mm-hmm. And so- I have a grandmother <laughs> who... <laughs> Right. I I have a grandmother who always says that you need to know God for yourself. Yes. And I'm like, I hear you. But then when you also talk about spiritual leaders leading through their biases, there's an assumption at the same time that the God that she knows is the God that I will also know for myself. Mm. Right. And like when we talk about both sound spiritual advice. And bias, we find ourselves in moments of spiritual violence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where we overlay uh, our understandings, the understandings of men, <laughs> as some might say. Um, and we push that forward as like the dominant understanding. And when I think about how oppression functions in a sort of like commonplace manner, um, for the past few days on Twitter, the girls have been circulating uh, this video of a drummer mm. playing the drums at church. And, and you know, church, <laughs> going in and worshiping, girl, because the drummer is hitting it. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 the worship is hitting. And someone comments in the thread and it's like, girl, stay away from the musicians, girl. Stay away from the musicians because the musicians is hoes. And I'm like, Mm. Now I it, it brings me back because like this is true. Girl magic wine right now. Sympathy. And and the, the, the musicians is hoes. But I remember the musicians at my grandparents' church, and and I remember the darkness <laughs> being shredded about them in particular with the younger women in the church, right? And it's like, it, for, for, for me, <laughs> truly, 
it really does boil down to how we respond to the minor situations that raise red flags for what will be to come. Oh, that's it. That's it. Because we see the red flags, but nobody addresses it. He not doing nothing. Nope. That's that's where it starts. That's where it starts. The red flag. Exactly. The little funny something Mm -hmm. so-and-sos that happen that you that you don't pay attention to actually are really important for you to pay, you know, to pay attention to. The way someone responds to you in a minor moment of need exacerbate that. Right. But here's the thing. And people be so quick, right? Bringing it back to people are so choosing what they would not like to nip in the bud. The minute mm-hmm. that a boy is feminine, they they want to beat it out of them. Can mm-hmm. you right. But what we say, what we give people is a passes to be predators. That's what we say. But in a, a, a child who is feminine or a child who is expressing their gender and different from what we are told to is that's what we focus on beating out of, but not, fo- not, 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 not having pulling the deacon aside or the pastor or the bishop who are praying on the kids, not putting right. a musician who are, you know, molest- like none of those things get addressed, but everything that is uh, other than uh, heterosexual under what they conceive as God holy is what we focus on and condemn. And that's the issue. That's the problem. That's why we experience so many people who are hurt. That's why we experience so many people who are in marriages and knowing that they they not 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 no damn straight, but they really uh gay. Um and they really fell in love with somebody oh. and they will weep with that person. <laughs> don't or, sit here and talk about my dear daddy's girl. Oh, don't don't oh, talk about my dear daddy's girl. They sitting here having kids and raising family and and being uh cisgen knowing that their asses is trans this whole time. Do I need my to call names? To, my mama used to say I have know, phone numbers, girl. <laughs> my mama would say, she said, you know, when I when I when I invited her in versus like coming out, when I invited her my mm. mom twice, uh to what I what I what I'm attracted to and how I identify, right? The first time was 17 was what I was attracted to. My mama said this, you only have one life to live it, live it your way. And then when I, when I was ready to identify, you know, come and say like, mom, you know, I know that I say I'm attracted to this, but this is how I feel in the inside. And I'm thinking I'm going to get a different answer. My mama said this, you have one life to live, live it your way. Mm. Well, we like, continuity. Can, we, can we, can she give me something else? You know, cause I, that, cause I was so ready for the, the I was ready for the war. Mm-hmm. I was ready for it to go in and, and. Oh, and and listen, listen, what I found was liberation and really honoring those words now. Because even when you know parents say that, you really you really searching for evidence that they don't mean what they say. Mm-hmm. Right. So I say that to people that you know, you might have parents who are supporting, but you're actually like looking to see how they're showing up in their actions. Parents is always not gonna get it right because at the end of the day, parents don't have a rubric on how to be parents. But I used to have this saying about you know, help me help you. Right. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's on the quest and the journey of loving me and helping me through that journey, then I'm willing to be on a quest with them about liberating love together and having love and sharing spaces. But if you're not in, in for that, then we don't need to share spaces. Yeah. Can, I mean, listen, <sighs> therapy has been a blessing. Same, same <laughs> therapy. Has been a blessing, an expensive ass blessing, but a blessing nonetheless. And I, 
I know that it has taken me years. Yeah. It has taken me years to get to a space where I will go, if I twist this narrative this way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will be able to accept it for what it is and to be abundantly appreciative for what you have to offer. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, rem- I, I recall a time where I first started doing uh, the Caribbean workshop um, at a few universities. I think by the time I was doing this, I had already had that open conversation with my mother about, like, I like niggas. Um, <laughs> hey, Betty. <laughs> but, like, also, what she don't know is I like hood niggas, too. But hey, she'll find out because she listens to podcasts. Hey, mommy. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Mommy, we love you. <laughs> yeah, she's nice, she's nice, she's nice. Um, but like, I remember uh, that I was talking to one of the like program directors that that had brought me to the campus, and I I was explaining to her the the work that I had done to emotionally distance myself from my family. That like at that that I was in a in a constant state of being ready to be abandoned, in a constant state of being ready right. to be disowned, to be to be to be broken away from that communion. Yes. And she was confused. And I hope that the girl got after the pro- <laughs> no, after the workshop that she understood why uh, I would choose to do that. But like when we think about survival, right? Mm-hmm. You saying that we we as as Caribbean people, you know, approach our parents and question them in a way where we want to find the inconsistencies but we don't find them we're, we're confused right. sometimes um when yeah. when we think about the process of healing and when we think about uh what is next for us you know the, the girls talking about manifestations upon manifestations but having grown up in a caribbean household right seeing yourself as caribbean how have you found that healing? The way that I've found healing through a lot of the hurt, the pain, the childhood trauma, whether it be around my sexuality, my gender, my race, is really going inwards and removing myself from negative, nev- negative negativity, whether it be energy, looking at my thought patterns, like, like really challenging, like, who said that about you? Right when those thoughts, mm-hmm. when those thoughts come out, like oh you're not enough, or oh, they don't really like you, they only want you for your behind, or oh, they only want you for this, or oh, they only want you for that, they don't really like you. Like who said that? Who? Mm-hmm. And if you can trace it to that person, then that person don't need to be in your life. You know the that the person of who said it. Is yeah. such a deep and profound one because yes. I've often found that there are assumptions that I have made mm-hmm. without being told them. Right. And at first, the who told you that felt like an overly arresting and confrontational question. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now I take it as an invitation to go, but who actually told you? But that? who right. actually told you that? And even like, when you know they'd be like, well, people did say this and people did say that. Well, who said it? Right. Give me a name. Right. Is it, is it mm-hmm. Tasha? 
Jessica Sanchez. Who it is? <laughs> not Sanchez. Oh my God, not Sanchez. <laughs> you know who 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 did say it? Who who said who, who, who said, said it? it? Yeah. And so when you get to the root of the who said it. And then you ask yourself, well, how much power do they have over you? Mm. And how much power does that actually have over you? And does that actually even serve you any purpose? Child, by the time you get through all of those questioning and that inventory of yourself, you're like, bitch, I'm magical. People just hating. Awesome. People people mm-hmm. just hating and people also display in their hurt because they don't know who they are. Y'all are lucky I don't have the radical acceptance book next to me because I was about to, yeah. to sit here and, and, and lead a whole meditation. Um because I'm listen, I I have anxiety. Um and I think as I engage in this process of healing and, and, and journeying towards a more intimate like journeying towards a more intimate understanding of myself. Yeah. Um these questions at the onset of my journey felt as if they wanted to undo me. Mm. right that i had taken the questions of what people are going to say and people have said and people will think and people will do right because as my wall right but well and and that's the thing because because when you sit in the intersection of so many what 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 the world has deemed dark like let's Mm -hmm. name them fat black queer caribbean Mm. first generation american migrant all Mm -hmm. those intersecting identities that have been deemed cast out or you know or not worthy those conversations from how we um see ourselves through media how we see ourselves through images and magazine how we see ourselves in storytelling and history or there's is that we have to really do the the inner work and the inventory of really finding out the royalty that we have within Mm-hmm. As kings, queens, and non-binary royalties, we have to really do that work on undoing binary royalties. <laughs> I blush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blush. You blushed a little bit. You tickled. Yeah, you, got, <laughs> you got Not the royalty mistake. Yeah. Ooh, paint me yeah. in purple, baby. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know we could go. I love that song though. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much, and my mother loves it too. <laughs> um, you know, I like we have had so much conversation, and yes, we could keep going, yeah. <laughs> but girl, mm-hmm. this episode is is like, uh, well beyond two hours. In um, well, I mean, listen, we we already know that we have two hours. I feel like we could go for three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, like, I think that would send the girls too much beyond us. But this final question that I have for you in sort of, like, Mm -hmm. this, like, line of thinking is, like, what is the place of grace? And what does grace look like for you? How has this journey towards healing, but then also your journeying as a healer, shaped your life today? Grace for me is moving beyond our understanding. Um, it grace for me is um, moving from our, beyond our understanding, allowing what will be will be. The place of grace is within us. The place of grace is what we offer ourselves. Are we gentle with ourselves when we mess up? 
Dewey self beat up. Grace is within our heart. Grace is something that we get to ask. Grace is something that we get to receive. Grace is something that we get to take. Grace is something that we get to give. Grace is something that we get to actually make it a verb, right? How often are we giving grace? So grace is in that place. And grace for me is often and always looking at how gentle am I with myself when I am not feeling like I am loved or liked or seen or when I mess up. How often do I sit with myself and love upon myself and offer myself that grace, right? Because mm-hmm. grace is all grace and mercy is often given. Um, I hope that y'all have taken a, <laughs> a, like a brief because Nala, while you were talking, I sat here, I closed my eyes, I did some. Mm-hmm. Things, oh my gosh, me too. Myself because it's like. Mm-hmm. the grace that we extend <laughs> right like I, I Kadeem I feel like we were talking about this not too long ago about the assumptions that we make uh, when grace is supposed to be or not extended mm-hmm. to somebody mm-hmm. right. and in this moment as I reflect I'm I'm thinking about those moments where I take grace for myself yeah. um and I think in order for me to get to the question of how can I take grace for myself, I have to give myself grace to ask the question right. about grace. Right. And nobody gets to tell you what grace looks like. People can tell you what they experience of how how they how they want to experience your grace. But the reality mm-hmm. is that you do not want to make anyone a liar and make them a thief of your grace. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so your grace could literally be like the grace is me actually not allowing you in my space. That was graceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The grace is saying no. The grace is saying, I'm saying no because actually you don't deserve me. Yeah. yeah. That is oh. grace. That is grace. I just made you truthful and honest by you not being okay with taking from me when you know you're trying to take. Like, I'm I'm actually giving you grace by not making you a stealer. Mm-hmm. What's that? Let me, you know, peace in my grandfather at four <laughs> conversation right now because he needs to hear. He needs mm-hmm. to hear. And, you know, I, I really am grateful for yeah. the conversation that we have had today. And there must be a part two. Um, yes. Because not all, like, oftentimes we really try our best to sort of like craft an arc. Um, for the people who are engaging with us on this podcast and in this platform, so that they walk away with something that feels like there is a there is an um an argument mm-hmm. to follow throughout the entirety of this conversation. And I think what I'm really walking away from today uh, is uh, a very deep an intimate understanding that one, Black people literally just need to be able to exist um, mm-hmm. in space as they deem fit. And like that, yeah. like, like, like that for me has always been true, but like I feel it a lot in this moment to go, I am happy um, and overjoyed that we were able to exist in Black space together. Yeah. Um, so you were just gonna you were just gonna take my sick of pain moment. I'm not. Is that is moment. that what you were gonna do? I'm not. Stop. 
I'm I'm just offering <laughs> nice and, and grace for our guests. Yeah. You can still stick the pin. No, I, I didn't I, say I, let's stick a pin, okay. bitch, but like I'm never <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but I agree. I mean, who, who told you that? Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, told you? Who oh, told you that? Who told you? You didn't matter. <laughs> I, I think that, like, and and I I think I'm I'm grateful that you know since we hit this record button, and even when Several even times. the bloopers, even the bloopers, child, uh, it's just been like acknowledging where we are and and really saying that like this is this is it. We're talking about this, and I I think there was a lot of grace given to each other. Uh, on this call and offline, and 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 I'm very grateful for that. And actually, my stick up in moment was just going to encourage folks um, to really like take in what Nala said and like give yourself grace in the myriad of ways in which you can. Um, particularly during this time when Black people are just going through it, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this has been uh, mm-hmm. a, an important reminder, even for myself, that grace is you know um something that one is to give one is to give themselves um and i feel like that's the only stick up in moment i mean there's so much more but th- that give it a self grace just say because only in our pandemic Right. Uh, yeah, go hook up yourself and love upon yourself. And if you if you my mother, because you know she's a true lady, she'll be like, and go feel up yourself too. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, is it not masturbation month or something? Yeah. Uh, oh my god, go that, 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 my mom used to be like, it's a whole you school fuck it out. Okay. So he's not wrong. We, okay, listen. What? Although I acknowledge that we need to stick this pin here, um, I had a friend, um, and if my friend is listening to the podcast, which if you're not, you're a fake bitch, and I'll come handle that later. Um, th- uh, mm-hmm. they shared um something on their story. Uh, from Queer Sex Therapy, um, which is a Instagram account. And what was it? Essentially, they, 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 they were talking about, about masturbation. And my therapist brought this up, actually. And I was like, bitch, I'm tired. Don't talk to me about no more. <laughs> I, I, actually, I'm done. But you know what uh, Queer Sex Therapy is saying? Queer sex, uh, queer sex Therapy is saying they should do it differently. Say so if you yeah. was laying down before yeah. stand up. If you was on your back, be on your belly, bitch. You know, if your legs were laying <laughs> yeah. down, lift your legs up, girl. Like, yeah, change like, it, girl. Change right. it. Right. Turn, the turn, 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 turn by your side. Try a split. Try right. Side, right. Just, just try to something. Like, just, just, just do something, she. Like, try oh, something God, different, girl. girl. Yes, uh, do a, I did. Do <laughs> Although, also, right. that's a lot of work. I ain't nobody got time for that. Honestly. Um, more than one truth can exist at the same time, damn it. Um, but you know, that and and also go by radical acceptance by Dr. Tara Bratch. Um, yeah. and, and sit there and, and, and read those chapters slowly, chew on them, and, and begin to ask yourself the question, am I enough? Uh, and who told me that I was not enough? Uh, mm-hmm. Who told me that the love that I seek was not the right love to seek? 
um, and engage in the, the process of upending all the things that you know to be true. Um, what I've learned yeah. ultimately from this conversation and from my therapy journey is that the questions that feel like they will undo you are the questions that need the answers in this moment. Um, and if anything, I hope this conversation has pushed y'all towards that space to to be brave and to be bold and, and to confront those necessary questions. Um, but with that being said, we already know you were inspired. We already know you was blessed. Mm -hmm. We already know you was fucked up. We already know you had a good laugh, girl. Uh, and if you need more of those, what you need to do yes. is go over to www. Nala Tuso. Yes. Home. That is N A L A T O U S S A I N T. Yes. Dot com, girl. Okay. Go find Miss Nala Tuzon. Yes. And you also find her on Instagram and the Twitter universe, girl, on Nala Simone Six. That is N-A-L-A-S-I-M-O-N-E-S-E-T. Go find her, girl. Right now. Mm-hmm. We'll mm -hmm. wait. We'll wait. Open your phone. Yeah. Open it up, y'all. Open the app. Okay, and then, great. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and look, and, and yes, me know I'm single, but don't, don't hit me up in my DM, you know, if you're, not, if you're not serious, right? Right. If you're, if you're not serious. Not, if you're not serious, right. no, hit up my DMs. Uh, leave me alone. Time. Uh, like my mom would say, hop off of my fender. Ooh, listen, you know, all this time we've been talking about the DMs are open <laughs> and nobody's been sending into our DMs, but also this is an important thing. Yeah, if, the grace, grace is boundaries. Serious, don't be Don't message me because niggas waste my time and I don't have time to waste, girl. I'm yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know? ask for, ask for, ask, ask for what you want and it is given. Right. Be very clear mm -hmm. on what you want. So I know what I want. So don't don't hit me girl. up if you're not serious. Amen. My chickens need a daddy. They lonely, mm. girl. Because I'm gonna come take care of these chickens, girl. My children out here are sad and lonely, okay? <laughs> we someone to feed them and water them, girl. Um yeah. but yes, fuck girl, okay. Um Miss Toussaint. Yes, beloved. Do you have a a Venmo or a Cash App? Or... Oh yes, mm -hmm. I got all those things. She comes you got, highly, girl. highly favored and highly prepared. Mm -hmm. uh, so for my Cash App, it mm -hmm. is dollar sign visions mm -hmm. B I S I O N S by Nala B Y N A L A. Mm -hmm. um, I also have a, another Cash App, which is. Oh. Dollar sign N A L A T O U S S A I N T. If you want to okay. donate to Road, Road also has a cash app, which is dollar okay. R O A D, the number four U S. If you have Venmo, Venmo for me is Nala Simonet. So that's N A L A S I M O N E T. If you are sending it, for road, roads Venmo is road for us, so that's R O A D, the number four U S. Um, and what else? Uh, PayPal. Oh, yep, I have a PayPal too. If you're mm -hmm. sending it via PayPal, it is P A 
uh, Y-P-A-L dot me, M-E, forward slash N-A-L-A-S-I-M-O-N-E-T. Okay, girl. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here in <laughs> awe because I, um, I haven't figured out how to have two Venmo accounts. You gotta have but two you members. But you out here with... Mm. Uh-huh. You gotta have two members. Not Miss Non-Represent. Oh! Saying you don't have access to the access that I have. Wow, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, listen. Listen, you can make a tablet align and get you another number. Oh, listen. Okay. Okay. So what Y'all she's saying is much. actually Y'all I'm not that too serious. Well, yeah. You can... You can literally no, have not a serious about this. Right, so you can literally have a stitch and bush uh, Venmo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do. It's at Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> Send the money, girl. Send the money right now. Send the money, no. Send the money. Listen, cash out. want the money, no. If y'all want Patreon, we'll consider it. If you want OnlyFans, we'll consider it. Girl, just listen. Anywhere, let mm-hmm. us know and we will find you there. Uh, but where we mm-hmm. are now... Is uh, at Stosh and Bush on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, and Instagram. And no as dee. always, girl, you, no. You know what? I think that we might be bringing undue uh, strife onto us by not including the D. So we're going to have a meeting and a conference to talk about adding the D to it. Because I believe if we say with a D, we will receive some D. Anyway, for three seasons, we've been sitting here saying no D, never a D, and we have received no D. Yeah, and I believe if we begin to manifest the D in our lives, girl, the D will be present. Um, all right, no D in the caption, right? But we're here on Instagram, y'all have our link tree, and you can also email us on stush and bush podcast at gmail.com y'all yes awesome and if you are looking for a nice little christmas cake that's coming up for christmas because it's, christmas it's, 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 it's october it's october so it's time we talk about christmas my um, girl christmas so... cakes is soaked from since all july from since our yeah. last christmas yes, well, that bar food up soup now extra it's me put extra in there me baking me don't know what you're talking about all right. oh, um but you can follow robert at querib granny that's q-u-e-e-r-i-b granny with an n-i-e oh look at that um and you can find me at kadim k-h-a-d-i-e-m-e on Twitter, Instagram, I'm basically Facebook. You've been typing in, right? Yeah. Um, Ooh, it's funny. Yeah. That you say that because you like you pronounce your handle Kadim and I pronounce it Kadim. I, 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 I had a phase in my life. I was just like, I wanted to be spelled this way, and then I just kept it because it was cute. I mean, I support it, but you know, we're two different yeah. people. I know, um, but it's alright.